kill me? It is Wednesday, my dudes. Uh... This is how I win. This is no democracy. It is a dictatorship. Hate, 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 hate. Double hate. I want to go home. I got turned into a cow. Can I go home? Soon, uh, actually, watch me and Kelly Meehan talk about Emperor's New Groove on uh, becoming Disney. Doing, just, uh, doing, doing Disney. Doing Disney. It was something like that. Uh, One of the best I was, shows. I love it. Yeah, I was. Um, I was a guest on that. It will be coming up soon. I think she has a fantastic podcast. I will just give her a shout great, out right now. Great I think her podcast is fantastic. She kind of sounds like a Disney princess in the opening. It kind of made me feel like less of an asshole for like three seconds. It was kind of <laughs> nice. Um. Anyway, true. On that note. We're in the top 30s. I've also been working on something behind the scenes. The stuff I've been working on behind the scenes is I've actually created a list of the most egregious picks of this top 100. Yeah, most of them are jacks. But listen, of each person that I think and how things you had higher rated, I'm going to give it to Coho. He's going to make a graphic for me, and that will be on the final episode show. Um, that's a really good question. Um, he bought them for feet picks. Anyways, um, on that note, um, we're doing something a little different tonight. We'll get to that in a second. The so good Ruben is back. Oh, wow. I look at that. Hey, don't Ruben. Know who that is. And this He's is the guy the, that does the, the, um, the fan league report on Twitter. He, he does the stats Ruben. on Twitter for all of our videos. He's a cool guy. He's no, not no, the no. other Ruben. He's, he's the good Ruben. He's the Ruben that did. Well, hello, Ruben. Sorry, I didn't know you, but long time watcher, first time. Hey, that's awesome. I, uh, that's fantastic. Um, okay, so everybody wants to know what we're doing after the uh, top 100 is over. Bowman's eating. If he doesn't know how to meet yourself, I'm going to literally punt kick him to another state. Um, I that's can't a, that, that's, unmute. A, he doesn't know how to mute. It's that's really that's not a punishment. That's a help. He lives in Iowa. You make him stay there. Yeah, you're, like, doing him a favor. Uh, you ever been to New Jersey? Okay, anyways. Um, uh, uh, okay, so we have four topics picked coming up. Um, three I need panel for. One I don't. I just want to let everybody know what's happening. Um, and the, that one may be moved, just to let you know. So it's, it's on our schedule. It will be there. There's a panel. Uh, in no particular order, we're doing uh, top five, top ten sports moments. So pick your sports moments, send them in, talk about it passionately. Um, if you only like like one sport, probably not the topic for you. Like I would like you to have more passion than just one, um, and make it moments that count. Uh, gosh, you're just quicker right. than I talk. Okay, um, the brackets back. We're gonna do ultimate movie character bracket. So basically, sixty four characters broken down to one. Um, I'm going to have a little fun with the 64 characters I pick. I'm going to have some – it's going to make sense. You know, it's going to be seated like an actual seating, unlike, you know, Doofus, uh, Nazario, that just, you know, alphabetical psychopath. Psychopath. Um, but will Jenny from Force Gump be on it? 
Probably not, because that's a character that's awful. Um, if this were a villain's bracket, awful. villain's bracket, villain's bracket, a one. Nurse Ratchet here, Jenny here. Uh, okay, um, Nurse Ratchet was justified. Jenny's a bitch. Uh, Kurosawa panels on that. Oh, Kirk's hosting. Dylan Van Thine, Paulo Yama. Um, there are other people, and I don't remember who's in that chat. But there will be enough people. There will be four. I just know Dylan and Paul. Um, so, yay. I it's, have only watched a few. So I would not, assume Joseph. It's it's Joseph, Joseph, all of us, Pollyama, Dylan, Van Thine, and there will be another one. We just don't have Yes. Um, I'm not qualified to talk about it. Thank you, Kirk. I'm not qualified to talk about Kurosawa. So, um, yeah. Uh, okay, and then the last one is going to be... Best directors represented by one film, but draft style. So there are, last time we did this, it was in the form that you could all pick the same director, but different movies. Basically, you take Spielberg, you take Jaws, it's off the board. No one else can pick Spielberg. You have to, and you can't pick that movie. So somebody gets the first overall pick and picks Schindler's List. Is that wrong? If you argue, do you, are you arguing against the Holocaust? Only time will tell. But the draft will be there, and it will be a lot of fun. Um, how the show is going to work tonight is we're revamping how we do this. We did this. Um, what was that? Uh, what show did we do this on? We did something on the heist team, I think it was. Yeah, uh, heist team was the was the yeah where we all announced what the bottom. Is. Okay, so what's going to happen tonight is everybody's going to announce their thirties. We're going to go around the horn, then we're going to go back and let everybody talk. After Coho gets back to his 30, he'll talk about it. Then they'll get to lay in to him. Then bar, lay in, and then we'll keep moving. The same style. I just want to do it as better hosts so I can hear compared together than this part. And then somebody talks for so long and it's just like they're waiting. I just want to let's get all the let's let's see who the 30th grade 30 greatest acting performances together are. Bar had a lot of fun when we did this last time, so I'm going to let Bar, you know, relive it again tonight for the next two, three weeks. So it's going to be like Christmas. It's going to be like a Christmas present that keeps coming back for you. Um, okay. Yeah, if it was from Krampus. Um, uh, I have made this announcement. Musical list for Coho. He has not decided on people. He has decided no. on people, but I, I he has ideas on who people are going to be there. But he needs lists. Yes, Here, I need uh, I need your I need your work prints at least ideas of what forty movies will probably be on there stuff like that. Um, I have one from Petrovich. I have one from Matthew Chen. Um, I will probably be getting more. I'm sure Holtzman and here's uh, Holtzman the best idea. Some. Yeah, here's the best way to do it: make a top forty list of the musicals that you think, and then right underneath the bottom of movies that could possibly make your list. Coho can then infer. I've seen that movie. I would be surprised if this one doesn't make it. I'm going to watch it, or I'm going to prioritize it. I need to start looking at stuff so I can start putting you guys in a room and making lists and shit. So get on it. Cool. And then top 100 scenes, if you don't have that, start working on that. I am on the panel. I will be on the show. It will be me going up against Kirk for the final top 100 of YLS. So I've talked for a long time. I'm excited for the next three weeks, four weeks. And then we're going to get into our own stuff. I'm excited for that stuff to happen. But, um, yeah. So, Coho. Hey. I'm not going to do uh, – we've docked a lot. I'm not going to do interviews. I don't really care how you guys feel or how you're going to do it. So, Coho, what's your number 30? My number 30 is Tim Curry and Clue. Uh, 
That's Wadsworth, by the way. Okay. Uh, Bar, who is your 30? My 30 is James Cagney and Yankee Doodle Dandy. Shocked. It's like reading a book. Uh, <laughs> Boatman, what is your 30? My 30 is Meryl Streep in Doubt. Jack, who's your 30? My 30 is Jacob Tremblay in Room. Okay. Coho, take it away. Okay, so Tim Curry and Clue is one of my favorite comedic performances of all time. I think he's my favorite part of that ensemble. Um, I think he is really the glue of the entire group in a way that um, is really fun to watch. I love his entire uh, deduction process. I think that is hysterical stuff, especially in the real ending where he's running around and he brings Peacock, Peacock falls down, stuff like that. Um, I also just think he has a lot of the best lines in the movie and the way he delivers them is great. Just like the, no, no. Uh, and how he's two plus one plus two plus one plus one plus two plus one. Uh, and he has all sorts of stuff like that. I think that Tim only Tim Curry could play this part, and I think he d- does it better than anyone else ever could. I think it's probably the best Tim Curry has ever been. Um, I think it's a great performance from Tim Curry. And uh, and uh, Kirk, you like the racist clue, so it's okay. This, this is true. He does. Oh! Um, I, I'm on the right side hey, of Hey, Bar, I wouldn't talk. <laughs> Not talk either. Go ahead, Mark. Okay, look. So this movie lives on James Cagney's performance. Uh, he's the reason that this movie is any good at all. Um, his acting in general is great, but anytime he's actually performing, he is incredible to watch. Um, just the way that he lights up the screen is in it's engaging, it's entertaining. Um and also, like, the scenes where he's just, like, he's genuinely funny. Uh, like, the scene where he's in the old man makeup and he's, like, tricking um, his, like, future wife-to-be. It's actually just, like, it's really funny to see how far he goes. Um, and, yeah, uh, nothing else about this movie. Okay, so I messed up. We're supposed to talk about Coho, then go to bar and talk about. So we're going to do that first. Clue. Tim Curry Clue. I rewatched it. I'm echoing. I'm going to lose my mind. Um, I it went down a little bit on rewatch for me. I'm not saying Clue's bad. I'm not. I'm on the side that I can't stand it. Uh, Tim Curry is by far the best performance of this movie for me. There are little moments that I always will love. Like I don't need anybody to make me look stupid. <laughs> you don't need my help to make you look. That's right. <laughs> oh, um, well, you're talking to Kirk in that moment. I mean. It, it equals better. I mean, I don't know if that's always true, but um, okay. So uh, back to my thoughts. The ending of Clue is what makes him like really funny. Is like then they like that's my that's the favorite thing of everybody's who've done it is like the breakdown of all the stuff that ended up happening. That's why like on a recent watch of Lives Out, I really enjoyed it more than I thought I did prior. Uh, just be like, no, oh, no. But when he does the no, and then he runs across the room and does something else. It's situational comedy. It works really well. Uh, Tim Curry is great. Um, but Clue is just not one of my all-time favorite movies. But it's an all-time comedic performance. I'll give you that. 30 is a little high for me. Right, but it's also um, in my top 10. So. Uh, okay, um, everybody else on uh, Tim Curry and Clue. Uh, he, was one, he was on that short list of people that got cut. 
Um, he was on my list, but just no, not enough space for him. This is a great manic performance. Like, he just has so much energy in this. It's genuinely astounding. Uh, yeah, he's fantastic. Uh, if I were to point to my favorite performance from this film, it would be him. But uh, Mr. Green is a very close second because I, I do love him in this film. Uh, Michael McKean rocks. In Michael McKean. Uh, that's his name. Chuck from Better Call Saul. He's yes. great. He's great in this, and I love him, but Tim Curry's incredible as well. Uh, fantastic manic performance. We're back! The nude girls are back! <laughs> oh, even losers can join? Oh, I am 100% in. <laughs> hey, well, I don't, at, okay. least, at least they're programming to the right audience. She's <laughs> <laughs> not wrong. Now, now they find they have understood <laughs> oh, at least you know our brand. It would have just yeah. been better if you, you know. Like, you know where we stand here. Like the more on brand one would have been like, you think letterbox is fun, and then do something like yeah, that. That real. would have been more for us. Um, okay. Uh, oh, bar. Um, I had a lot of joy going through best actor and who won and who all that stuff. Um, but I learned something through this journey. It's an interesting journey. It's kind of painful at times, but there are some really good performances. This is kind of what it made me realize is not everybody, and Scott said this first, so I'll give Scott credit. Not everybody deserves a biopic. They just yeah. don't. This is one of them that doesn't deserve a biopic. Is Cagney good? Sure. I don't think Cagney's a problem. I think Cagney's the only reason this movie works. Exactly. But does that make it a good performance? I don't think so. Um, I think there are points in this movie I really like. I think he's just, I think he's good. But have you ever seen a movie called One, Two, Three by Wilder? I have. Yeah, I'm just saying. There's better performances out there. Um, James Cagney's in there, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, James Cagney is better in one, two, three than he is in Yankee Doodle Andy. Um, mm. li let me tell you, of all the biopics that you had to break down for Best Actor, not the worst biopic, I'll tell you that much, but it's not great. At 30, no. No. Well, uh, everybody else on Cagney and Yankee Doodle Dandy, who has, uh, you two haven't seen it, correct? No. Up at the top. Would you believe me if I told you I hadn't seen it? No. Um, and there's a lovely scene with, you know, the painting of faces that shouldn't be in Hollywood, but it is there. Uh, I see. Thank you for not letting me have to be the one that had to take that shot. Uh, yeah. Is Cagney good? Yes. I did not understand the people who were like, oh, he's the only reason, like, this, like, I mean, I understand he's the only reason and that he's the only thing that's good about it, but, like, that he makes the movie watchable? No, he doesn't. Yeah. He really doesn't. The movie's very hard to watch. It's a lot of, like, honestly, it feels more of a great impression than an actual great performance. Yes, he's doing a lot of the things, and he's doing the singing and the dancing, and it's, yes, but, like, if you want great singing and dancing, watch a concert. Like, I'm not, I'm coming to this for acting, and honestly, from just an acting perspective, he's not doing that much interesting. Question, Bo, just real quick follow-up. If you want great singing and dancing, so 
you're saying shouldn't watch La La Land either. I agree with you. Thank you. Um, I just use that as a backup statement. I appreciate that. Hey, Kirk, um, okay. you gave me third last week. It's too late to try to help. Wait, Cody, <laughs> did you just admit La La Land had great singing? No, it doesn't have great singing. That's what I said. Jack, you, you've been huffing the pen. Okay, uh, go ahead. Um, go ahead, but uh, What's your 30? My 30 is Meryl Streep in doubt. Uh, this performance, fun fact, uh, no one does any blackface here. Uh, Meryl Streep plays a nun. Stop. <laughs> Last joke of the night. What a fucking low blow. <laughs> That's pretty low. Don't pick a performance with low blows. I'm sorry. Know. That's your fault. Anyway, Meryl Streep in doubt uh, is fantastic. Uh, legitimately, just just an excellent performance. The way that she, you know, represents kind of both elements of this film, where she is wanting to protect the child from Philip Seymour Hoffman, right? And that's the point where we are thoroughly on her side. And for a lot of the movie, we're on her side. But also there's this element of, is she doing it because she wants to protect the child? Or is she projecting her fears of the new onto Hoffman? And this is really not about that. And it's about the changing of the times of the 1960s. And I think that's a really interesting dynamic. Her accent in this is phenomenal. That ending, I have doubts, is great. Like, I love her, like, teaching different things about Amy Adams. The the three-way conversation with Adams, Hoffman, and uh, Streep is great. This is this is a fantastic performance. Uh, yeah. I, I honestly, there's a few movies that Bowman has given me over my uh, time watching movies in this community. Uh, I think this is probably the one that I thank him the most for. Um, I love this movie overall. Um, uh, as we sit here today, I still have doubt. Um, I still have a strong amount of doubt in this, what the ending is. And I think that's the important thing of the movie. Because it doesn't leave you with a clear mind. And I think that's, I'm echoing her again, and I'm going to lose my mind. Somebody stop. That might be me. I don't know what's happening. It, it, it is both. So if you okay, have I don't know what's that. happening. Maybe turn your audio down. I don't know. Yeah, it might be too loud on your end. I don't know. Um, okay. Oh, he gets to be muted for most of the show? Um, I think, uh, Mine was what bad. I think is, what I think is, weeks. uh, what, yeah, it's going to be bad. Uh, one, um, they're getting closer and, you know, said event, so who knows what's going to happen. Um, my thing is, uh, I think the reason I have so much doubt is from this, from this performance. I think all four performances in doubt are absolutely incredible like throughout the movie um because she comes off as this awful he like awful lady kind of thing like i never will look at frosty the snowman in the same light like of just that conversation and how everything happened and what the thought process is and basically it's like painting a scarlet letter on uh the priest and like and if it is right, if it is wrong, you don't know. And her performance is just, it's just fantastic. It's one of those movies that makes me, like, um, sick to my stomach, like, when I watch it. But it's kind of like, it's really weird. 
You want to do a weird double feature? Watch Spotlight and Doubt in the same night. I guarantee that you'll have a lot of doubt in your mind about everything. But um, there's just a lot of things with the Catholic Church that's fucked up. Um, great choice, Bo. Great choice. Everybody else hey, on man. Doubt. They know the whole time. It could have been me. Could have been you. Yeah, that was great. great. Should have got the Oscar. So honestly, yeah, I'm with you. This seems like a movie that I would love. I just haven't seen it. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, go ahead. No, you first. No, I'll go first. Um, So, I think everybody in this movie is absolutely phenomenal. Um, And it was just kind of hard to pick, like, specific people. So, I kind of just decided to leave them all off. Uh, I'd seen this once. I think it's great. Um, Streep was on my list at one point, and then I kept remembering other performances where it was like, I have more personal attachment to that right now. Um, I'm sure on a rewatch of Doubt, Streep would break my top 100, but on one watch, that is as removed as it is from me making this list, it just barely missed the list. Great performance, though. Right. Now it's my 30. Uh, there's... Uh, there. Jacob Tremblay in Room is probably my... one. Arguably my favorite performance by a child uh, actor. Just absolute, uh, absolutely incredible performance. The uh, he he plays the he plays this kid who's just been uh, who's known nothing but this one room and uh, and no one else other than his mom and uh, what's his name Old Nick uh, his entire life. And uh, when he finally like. Uh, spoilers for room, by the way. Uh, mute, whatever. Uh, that carpet scene, uh, where where he's rolled up in the carpet. That scene's and that scene is fantastic. And uh, Jacob Tremblay, like you, 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 because uh, he's just a kid. He doesn't totally understand everything that's happening. You do not want him to make a sound. You don't want him to move. You don't want him to get caught. And that performance or that scene is great. But if once he gets home to, uh, uh. Brie Larson's uh, parents like that, uh, where his whole whole performance just becomes way more tragic when he finds his uh, Brie Larson in the in the bathroom. Uh, that scene is heartbreaking, and just every scene between the uh, the two of them is so uh, tra- It's 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 heartbreaking uh, to see, uh, especially when they're still in the room and when they visit it at the very end. It brings tears to my eyes every time uh yeah great great performance yeah i think i think he's good overall i think um i don't know i've always been on the fence with this as like kid actors i agree that there are good kid actors but they're very few and far between for me um because like another person that was in a movie um little miss sunshine um, I believe anybody could have played that role. I just do. I, 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 I get they grow up to be better actors and stuff like that, but you know, in this performance, he does a good job with what the weight of it like is, and it's a tough, tough performance. I just don't know how I rank them overall in my lifetime. I'm not saying the kid actor can't be fantastic, but it's just, it's just how my take on it is. Um, 
I mean, it's my whole take on like Haley Joel Osment from, uh, you know, Sixth Sense. I see dead people. Like, I think I could tell the kid to say, I see dead people. But he just got, again, I don't know. Um, but I think, uh, I honestly think Tremblay is like his performance in Dr. Sleep is slightly better for me. I just think that what he had to do was crazy to me. Um, everybody else in Jacob Tremblay in room. I've never seen room. So I haven't finished this. I got to like the carpet scene, but then my internet went out. So, uh, yeah, this is this. No, this honestly, I think he's better than Brie Larson in this. Uh, maybe that's an insane take, but I because I feel like the movie lives and dies on him a little bit. Like, I, I think Larson's good, but like it's honestly like really impressive. Like, how and then you see like Tremblay in other things, and I actually think he's got a good amount of range. So I don't know if this is like really child actor thing because really good for place. a child actor, he is able to play like a lot of different types of roles, in my opinion. Like you what what? I said I, I said you said range, and I said good boys. Yes, <laughs> no exactly. range of things he can do. Like, from good boys, where he's playing basically a young Caleb Boatman. <laughs> <laughs> But no, like Tremblay in Room is great. Uh, yeah, no, he's really good in this. I like this pick. Yeah, I know, but like Room, Good Boys, and Doctor Sleep—three completely different performances, all incredible. That is true. That is true. Um, and the okay. smart too. <laughs> Get out my face. <sighs> he can be muted the whole show. That's fine. Uh, um, okay. All right. Leading out of the thing, uh, Bowman right now. Bowman, Bowman's winning the thirty race right now. Um, yeah, shocker, right? Yeah, he picked mm -hmm. a good performance. You picked James Cagney. Okay. Um. Uh. All right. Twenty nine. Coho. Um. My twenty nine is Adam Driver in Marriage Story as Charlie Barber. I had that earlier. Bar. My number twenty nine is Dustin Hoffman in The Graduate. My 29 is. Go ahead. Can I go? Yeah, All right. My yeah. 29 is Leonardo DiCaprio and Django Unchained. Yeah, That is really yikes. I had that from earlier. Did you know he cut his hand? Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jack, what's your 29? Uh, my 29 is Andrew Garfield in the social network. Yikes. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about two right now. That's fine. All right. Coho. Um, so I revisited Marriage Story this year when I was trying to make this list, uh, and this performance hit me even harder the second time that I watched Marriage Story. Um, I think that both him and Johansson are really great, but I think I like him more because I think Driver's doing something really special in uh, in the beginning when they're doing the different perspectives of their marriage. I think Adam Driver's take is very interesting, where he's this more reserved, but ultimately wears his like his failures on his face and on his sleeve throughout this movie um and the way that like you notice it more on rewatch everything that she says where he's like he everything every problem that they have he it, he relates it to him and not everyone else and you notice the subtle ways that he does that in every scene um and every time they bring up a thing where like when she's like trying not to when she serves them uh and like when they're sitting there it's like what does this have to do with la and it's like not at all where that conversation was. I think Adam Driver does a great job of embodying this dad who like 
really does you can generally see really does care about his kid and does care about his ex-wife but like does not want to lose any part of what he had with but also does not want to give up anything that he currently has to make that work either um uh and i think um i don't know if i'm lagging or something that people heard me say joe hansen but anyway, okay uh but i um yeah I, I think he's fantastic throughout this and like everyone cites him singing being alive at the end as being a great part of that performance but yeah, i think it is i think that's like a really cathartic moment for that performance like obviously there's like the oscar moment where every day i wake up and i wish you were dead uh is like a great like i'm acting moment but i think it fits his part in that moment like that's the scene for him but i love the ending when he like sees them on halloween again i think he's brilliant in this movie great work for Panther. uh yeah this was my 67 uh adam driver's phenomenal in this uh if had he had a marriage story come out uh either a year before or after i'd probably give him uh the oscar uh he's incredible in this film uh but i'm surprised coho didn't bring up the being alive scene because that scene is i, I did oh i didn't I, I didn't hear that i didn't hear that i hope you definitely I'll be, definitely I'll be did definitely did okay well whatever uh because that scene's incredible uh but no uh i guess i just didn't hear whatever um no uh he's where was I going? Shit. It's a good question. Whatever. Uh, he's my 67. I, I think he's phenomenal. Uh, oh, right. When when he's reading uh, the letter that uh, that he found, like uh, Johansson's letter at the end to his kid, that scene broke me when I first saw it. I saw it with my mom for the first time, and that scene broke us. It, it, it's incredible, and I love, uh, I love uh, that his whole uh performance throughout the film i think it's very powerful great great performance coho i just have to ask an honest question yeah when he does the i hope you i wish you were dead I, I and you're fucking winning how does that sound when it's really fast it's not fast fuck you i watched that one normally get out of my back dude. <laughs> okay so i rewatched this movie um I'm going to say this. I have said this before, and I'll say this again. If you think Adam Driver's performance is really good in this movie, that is great. And I, you can stand by that. And you can hold that. Um, and um, there's a movie, um, Kramer vs. Kramer, um, where Dustin Hoffman <laughs> plays the character um, and does a better job of this sure. exact kind of story. Basically how it works. It's a little different. It, believe me, I believe the squid, and the squid and the Whale is very close to this movie, too. I believe there are different points. When I rewatch this, there are parts that I really like about the story. Like I really enjoy certain parts, but I, and I think that's based on Driver and Johansson's like play off each other. Um, this one kind of like it's kind of weird how it turns. Like it kind of turns the audience against Johansson in a way. Like kind of like where her seeking like the lawyer and like not handling it, but then like pulling up the drama between it's it's. It's just an awkward situation because in there's no easy way to do the divorce story without trying to put one person in the fault and not the other person. It's kind of hard. Um, I, I will say on the first watch, I was with you on that. But then on this rewatch, I was very on the side where I can see Adam Driver being the one in the wrong, too. It's weird. Every time you watch it, you see different things. I Bitch, I don't remember saying Sorry. you could comment on my statement. I think Sorry. I was talking. Okay. Um as a rewatch, this was my rewatch. I leaned a little bit on the opposite side of this point. So maybe, maybe it is a story that moves in different points of life. 
Um, I think this movie gets a very bad rap because of what came out after this movie is the like the clip of just the fight and the whole thing and like main the script on like thing and like how awful he punches a wall like how bad of a punch of the wall that is he forearm beats it um because i think this movie is a lot more than the punch and the, the scene that scene because i think there are better scenes throughout the movie than that argument scene it's a real depiction of like a marriage like a couple fighting i hate that i have to know you forever like that's a bold line to say like and yeah. a, a person that you thought you'd spend the rest of your life with so it depicts that really well 29 i think is ludicrous i just do personally i don't think it's that performance there yet um, maybe over time and i'm not saying that movie performance has to grow because when you watch it it just hasn't it when i rewatch it i was hoping to find something i think the bar so when he sings at the end is probably the best scene in the movie like i love that performance i think it's like such a light part like a an end and then when he sees the kids on things again i think this is a movie like kramer versus kramer like squid and the whale i think once you like move on with life and like you have a family of your own and stuff i think different things will hit at different points but 29 is ludicrous for me um everybody else with adam driver and marriage story great performance not top 100 for me i i think driver's really good here um it's 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 tough like because i i do think he's really good i do think I, I think he gets I, – I think he's better, honestly, in his moments of tragedy than he is in his moments of rage. His moments of rage have kind of been meme to the point that's unfair to the performance. But his mo- – like the being alive moment is like my favorite. I think it's it's a very intense performance that almost – that does kind of hurt it a little bit. Because it's so intense, even in the non-intense moments, I feel like. I don't know. Maybe that's weird. I don't know. That's, that's weird. Okay. It makes sense. Okay. Bar. Dustin Hoffman, The Graduate. Um, I've heard of it. <laughs> um, yo, he is so good in this movie. Uh, the, the way he's able to play manic, but it moves into frustration to some cockiness and confidence when he first meet uh, Elaine um, uh, and just like the discomfort that he shows, especially the moment where like they're at the hotel and she basically says like, you haven't slept with anyone. Have you just the look on his face in that moment is such a great blend of embarrassment of rage uh, and Kind of being turned on by what she just did to him, uh, it, it, it's a it's a magnificent performance. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Um, there is a performance. I won't talk about the other performance. I think there is a better performance in this movie. Um, shout out, shout out, Mr. Feeney. Um, also being the dad in this, like. No pedophile from like not my belief. I apologize. <laughs> that was five um, years ago. I just like so. This is like my fourth favorite Hoffman performance at this point. I just ranked them uh, with the uh, appointment on call. Um, I would put Hook 
a little higher just with what he's doing in that performance. Um, because the graduate is all um, – it's kind of like – I I honestly don't know if you could tell me what, like, Hoffman is different in that role. I think it's great, but at that time frame of that age, I think most men would act the exact same way that he acts um, when a older woman comes up. Um, there's stuff in the, the – I love this movie is not based on that performance. I love how this movie is shot, how this movie is written, how it's – uh, how the soundtrack works with it. Um, I think like of the movies that I don't notice a lot of camera work in anything. That's what this movie gives me. Like that hallway scene is one of the greatest hall like scene sh- shots I've ever seen. Um, but I do love how cocky he gets near the end. And I do love when he barks into that church and basically bangs on the thing and like this. I once was asked, is him and Elaine happy at the end of this movie? Are they going to be happy forever? Well, I think no. I think it ends in divorce, and I, ends, I think it ends terribly. But in the moment of love, in that moment, great ending. Great ending for me. Um, Hoffman, great performance. I don't I don't give you anything. I think he's absolutely incredible. It's just not my favorite Hoffman performance, but as anybody knows, if your last name's Hoffman and you act, you have a good shot of making some of their favorite performances. Everybody else, uh, no one else had this performance. I had hmm. the other performance. I considered the other performance as well. I think Anne Bancroft is the better performance in this movie for me. I that's not that getting the way from Dustin Hoffman. I think he's good. I like him. Um, but when it comes it's to graduate, I'm line, everybody. I'm just saying I'm more in the camp of I I was closer to putting yeah. Bancroft on this list than was Hoffman. I for me, this is Obviously, Hoffman, I don't, this is going to sound pejorative and I don't mean it to. To me, this is default Hoffman. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but it's, it's Hoffman. It's, it's not a Hoffman performance with like an extra special sauce on top of the Hoffman, which a default Hoffman is still great Hoffman. That's like bacon. Don't get me wrong. It's, but there are other Hoffman performances where he's doing a lot more, aka Rain Man, which no one else had, which, I don't know if you remember where that lands on the ranking, but where was he for Kramer? It is higher. Kramer on your list. What? <laughs> no, what? I don't even know what you said. What? No, that's okay. Is okay. that where's Kramer, on, where's Kramer on your list? Where was it on your list? <laughs> Still behind right, you know what his number one is? It was on on yours. Top five Hoffman, just to let everybody know. It's Rain Man, Kramer versus Kramer, Hook. Lenny graduate. Just let everybody know where. Where I was Rain Man on your list, Bar? Yeah, People's Court. Yeah, People's Court. Okay. Um. Uh. Okay. Is that we done? All yeah, right. Twenty-eight. Coho. I'm not talking. It's Lee Jacob twelve. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. But when you don't have them on your list. Ha ha ha. Uh, okay, uh, Bar, can you Betty do you have a yikes? All about Eve. No, Cody's right. He's great in Hook, Kirk. Oh, go b- listen, listen. Go back to the stop me. Don't stop me. Don't try to stop me, sweet, sweet, sweet. Try to stop me. Stop me, sweet. Stop me, sweet. I want you to stop me. Shut up. By the way, you I don't not get to sit there list. and quote that when you have that at three and a half stars, sir. Absolutely okay. incorrect. So, um, all right, you have. What did you just say? What was your Betty Davis for All About Eve. Okay. Uh, Boatman. What's yours? 
Oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot how this how we're doing this one. 28 is J.K. Simmons whiplash. Yikes. Wait a minute. You sure? <laughs> kill me. Uh, Jack, Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be talking about this one. It's Sean Bean in the Fellowship of the Ring. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> One does not simply put Sean Bean at 28 on the best act. All right, we're going to talk about Betty Davis. Actually, we probably should save Betty Davis, to be honest with you, because she's actually a great actor. Um, yeah. But go ahead. Um, Betty Davis in this movie. So she, as much as I also really like Gloria Swanson, she was on my list uh, like two day, uh, two episodes ago. Um, she's my winner for this year. Um, I think that she is incredible in this movie. She has got a lot of range. Uh, and that party scene it's so intense because of her performance. You can tell that there's so much just bubbling under the lid that just wants to explode. And the moment that you see that she delivers that uh, that bumpy night line, like you you just read everything in her body, in her face, in her delivery. Um, it's such a, a magnetic performance where you sympathize with this character, but there are also times where you're like, you're, lady, you're going too far. Um, yeah, it's a great balancing act of a performance and just commands the screen. She should have won that year, in my opinion. Let me tell you about a movie that would, when I watched it, the entire time I'm like where the hell does Boatman sit on this movie because if I've ever seen a movie that would just tickle his fancy it's all about Eve it is straight old Hollywood straight like how it all works this movie I think I'm going to go to my Oscar guy here like a lot of nominations at the time right or is this I think the, the one most. Tied, tied, tied at the, the most time it time. was the most I believe it's tied now it is tied what? So it's tied now. Uh, yeah. And I understand a lot of it, to be honest with you. I think there's a lot. Like, I've seen this movie before, but I didn't, like, criticize it, basically, when I watched it the first time. I was like, I've heard about All About Eve. I honestly really enjoyed it more than I thought. And I think the main reason is Betty Davis. I think Betty Davis is so good. I think there's a lot of performances in this movie that actually works. Like, I love, like, when uh, Eve basically um comes to the like the first time they meet and like how they all like situ- uh, work around her and then how she basically works her way into betty davis what's betty davis's character name in the movie uh Margot Channing. i was oh thank you Margot Channing. so of- basically works into Margot Channing's like inner circle and like where it goes and then where it takes off the best in the seatbelts like thing is that that's probably the thing that I like. I rewind when I watch it because I thought that scene was so good with how Betty Davis. It's just something about all like old actresses in Hollywood of like how she commanded the stage. Like Betty Davis is a badass back then. Like you could just tell on screen. So I really enjoyed it. I think it's definitely in the conversation for like the top fifty for sure. I if you're gonna watch this movie and you're gonna enjoy it, I understand why Betty Davis sits there. No problem whatsoever. Uh, anybody else? Um, Who, who's seen this and who hasn't? I've, I've seen, seen it. it. I've seen it. Okay. Thoughts on Betty Davis and all about Eve? Go ahead, Jack. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think Betty Davis is phenomenal. Uh, after 
Like literally a week before the show, I was reminded of this movie after looking at Matthew's top hundred. Uh, and I was very upset that I didn't put Betty Davis or Ann Baxter on this list. And now I'm pissed at myself. What, what are you laughing at, Cody? I just, the man has the audacity to just say this stuff about it. And we're, we're just, you know, two minutes away from Sean. I <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, no, Betty Davis is great in this. Uh, I personally would go Swanson that year. I think Swanson is just doing so much more than Davis is. Davis is good from, if I'm being honest, compared to other Davis performances, this isn't like a stretch for Davis in my opinion, but like at the same time, it's still Davis and Davis is a top tier actress and she's always So this came out in 1950 and Gloria Swanson lost to Judy Holliday. both lost. They both lost. Wow. Yeah. What they both lost to Judy Holiday. And Ann Baxter. Ann Baxter for this also lost. Yeah. In what movie? Judy Holiday and Born Yesterday. Wow. That's a movie I'm going to have to check out. Yeah, I've never seen okay. it, but I also want to watch it for the same reason. Okay. I've heard yeah, she's Gloria, actually quite good at it. Did you, hold on. Did you have Gloria Swanson lower on your list than Betty Davis? Davis? Yeah, I had Gloria Swanson in the uh, the forties. Well, then that's an that's a, that's a flip in my opinion. I think I'd put Gloria Swanson ahead of Betty Davis, and that's, that's fair. I said it's close. And Cody, I believe you can also attest. Wait, you said it's I close. Had... twenty eight versus forty. Yeah, out of what billions of performances, Coho? Shut up! Billions. I'm just saying. What? You just watched Rise of the Planet of the Apes for the first time. Relax, buddy. Um, glad you enjoyed it, though. What did you say? I can attest to what? Oh, you can attest to uh, Betty Davis uh, was on was like scraping the bottom of my yes. one hundred. Yes, I can. I can attest to that. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Listen. Can you, just, can you just use? Can you just say all his dialogue from this movie right now? Like, can we just sit there and we'd listen? Be to here, this? We'd be here. We'd be here. Is he in it that much? I don't think he is. I think oh, you could do it, but it would take us a length of a while last episode. Just go. I'm just giving you shit. Bye. Sean Bean gives one of uh, the most just genuinely like. Here's the thing. Uh, this movie give. Uh, let's see Sean Bean stands out in this film for me because he is an absolutely flawed uh, character because uh, Aragorn is the very uh, he's the very heroic uh, uh, always uh, always making the right right play but then there's Boromir who just wants uh, just wants to he just wants his his uh, his home to be safe, and the lengths that and and he allowed and the ring takes uh, takes advantage of this and uh, his performance throughout the film, where you you're always on edge around him uh, from the moment he decides to go on to uh, the journey with Frodo and everyone and the Fellowship, uh, when he picks up the ring on on uh, the mountain on the Misty Mountains and Aragorn's ready to ready to ready to take him on uh you can see the inner struggle in sean bean you, uh when you 
during the uh, during the battle at, uh, or right before the battle at Amonhen when uh, uh, when he tries to take the ring from Fo Frodo and uh, his immediate realization after uh, Frodo puts it on and runs away from him, just the regret and the pain in his voice uh, is is heartbreaking. But then we get one of the greatest um, moments in the trilogy with him giving his all, fighting hundreds of Urukai, uh when uh, trying to protect Merry and Pippin. Take, uh, and that scene is phenomenal, but it's throughout the entire, uh, it's the entire, after the entire film uh, that he's been there, where you're not, not sure how to feel around him to him completely redeeming himself by giving, uh, by giving his all, even after being hit by three arrows, uh, by that, by Lord's just incredible physical performance from uh, Sean Bean, just a lot of emotion behind it. And I didn't even touch on uh, when they're in Lothlorien. I love this film. I love his performance. It's a massive reason why. I should have put the arrow in his head. Um, listen, uh, my best friend in this community, my best friend in this community, Tim Bacala, loves these movies. Half the time I'm on call with him, he's like, I think I'm going to watch Lord of the Rings again. God, what the fuck are you doing? Listen, I like these movies. Like, I like them a lot. I treat them as marathons when I watch them. I watch them probably once a year. I enjoy sitting down. I watched the extended editions for the first time ever last year. I enjoyed my 17-hour journey. But to have this performance on there is one of the most confusing things I've ever heard. The weird thing is you use this as a flawed character. That's what you said. He's a flawed character. Is that what you was the word? Yeah, that was that was the term I used. The difference is you have a flawed list. That's the actual problem we have here. Like, see, my whole thing is like a top, constructing a top one hundred. It's like constructing a building. <laughs> you put like raw materials in there that's smart for your structure. But then you also put the floors, the ceilings, the like cross beams with Swiss cheese. And like Dorito dust. I don't know. This fucker's going down in a second flat. I don't understand it. It makes no sense. Your rankings don't make sense. Your film taste doesn't make sense. You look at things and you're like, this is clearly automatic. My top, this is 43, but two spots later, Gumby shows up. Like, <laughs> like you have the, you have like the right things to put stuff and you just don't do it. Like, listen, there's just something that a lot of people don't know. I love Remember the Titans. I don't know if anybody knows this, but I do. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Remember the Titans. But Gary Bertier is not my 43, and next up is, like, Coach Yost is not the next one. Like, just because you like a series. some respect on Will Patton. I agree. If, he'd probably be in my top 12. That's great speech. Kirk. Look out, you know, that defense speech, great. But 
can we be real? The one thing that everybody knows about this one does not simply blah, blah, blah. Like, that's it. Like, I don't care. Shoot him in the head. Right then and there. Somebody should have just thrown <laughs> him off the bridge. I don't get it. Everybody else quick on Trombie. Go ahead. Uh, um, do you guys even want to talk about Sean Bean? Like, can we, like, do you have um, any passionate thing to say? I'll just say that I think this is like an insane choice. He's very okay. I feel like having him above well. Vigo is like super weird. Yeah, that's he exactly does what I was. Uh, that's exactly what I was going for Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you watch him, you're like. Man, Vigo should have died here. Not, not, not Sean Bean. Why? Why is Sean Bean wrong? Kid died. The wrong kid died. Okay, twenty-seven. That is absolutely. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. The yeah, the yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. So my twenty-seven is Edward Norton and Birdman, or the unexpected virtue of ignorance. My number 27 is Gene Wilder and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, my 27 is William Holden and Stalag 17. And I had him as a, a couple episodes ago. And my 27 is Jake Gyllenhaal in Nightcrawler. Yikes. Yeah. Take it away. Whoever gets to talk, I don't know who gets to talk. Okay, so I think Edward Norton is my favorite part of the movie Birdman. Um, and I realized this quite recently. And the more I watch his performance, the more I'm really fascinated by what Norton is doing. Um, he, I think his introduction is an incredible character introduction film. Uh, when he's just sitting there with Regan and he's like, let's read the, read the scene. And he's just like, yes, the kind of love I'm talking about, it is absolute. And like that, that performance where he like is like, kind of inceptioning into a new character where your performance within a performance I think is always kind of very interesting to do. Um but then the way the way that he maneuvers his part throughout the rest of the movie where the way he's just at odds with Michael Keaton, the way he manipulates Michael Keaton through Emma Stone, the way he like is like ha- having a thing with like one of the uh, other actresses and like and also one of the people who like costumes and like his relationship to the critic, the way he interacts with all these people I think is brilliant. The way he like carries himself in this movie is this very like, I know I'm not like I'm not I know I'm not a good person, but I'm I I'm lying I'm basically playing a part to myself to the point where I don't know who I am anymore, um and that comes very clear when he's talking to Emma Stone on the roof, where where they're like smoking cigarettes and it like you kind of get that a little bit out of him, uh, where he kind of lets the the cracks drop a little bit, but I, I think Norton is brilliant and it's so brutal that he was up against jk simmons because i think like in any other year norton has an oscar for this it's just he's in a brutal year um yeah so anybody else have norton no frozen by the way cody like visually yeah i'm frozen yeah Mm -hmm. like i can hear you but your picture's completely frozen okay well maybe hopefully it's my good side um, okay, uh, so uh, Edward Norton in Birdman. Um, this is a movie I just respect more than I like. I just really just don't get around to it like as much. I think his performance is fine, but he just <laughs> I hate the perform. I hate the, I hate the character. I think more than I hate the performer. I think it's I think he's good, but I don't know how much of him being Edward Norton is played in this character for me. I don't know for sure. Um, but yeah, no real issue with Norton. Uh, 27, I figured it was behind. Did you have Michael Keaton on your list yet? I did. I had him lower. 
He was he was okay, last so episode of the episode before. So you do take Norton higher than Keaton? I don't. Know yeah, I, I do like Norton. I like I Norton take. a little bit more. Okay, uh, not a real issue. It just wouldn't be my take. Um, everybody else with Norton. So I think, uh, for me at least, aside from Keaton, this movie works so well as an ensemble piece um, that Norton kind of fell through the cracks for me. I don't know how many times you can use that excuse and have it work. Anyway, but we- <laughs> yeah, uh, no, he's really good in this. Like you said, that his introduction scene where he's like tweaking the script is such a great moment. It, he was close for me. He was teetering around the bottom. Yeah, I saw this movie like five-ish years ago, and I haven't seen it since, so I don't remember a ton from it. But uh, I do remember really liking Norton's performance. Just didn't make my list. Okay, fair enough. Um, uh, bar, who gets Bar. Yep. Right. Yes. Uh, so Gene Wilder in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory just embodies this character. Um, he's charming, he's playful, but he's also sarcastic and he's really dark. Um, and the, the scene where they walk in and he and they're like, so like Charlie won, right? Like we get a year supply of chocolate and he just freaks out. It was like, you lose. Good day, sir. It's such just a memorable moment. Um, and I think that he really had a great idea of who this character is, uh, especially with the introduction of this character, which apparently was his idea. Um, just the way that he like, you, he first walks out and he's like limping and he kind of seems really sad and pathetic. Um, and then the moment that the cane gets stuck and he's just kind of like gripping the air in this like kind of brilliantly comedic moment. And then he tumbles and he just like reveals himself. And it's a moment where like you realize that you can't trust this character. Um, and I think that that hinges on wilder's performance and also his dedication to that character in creating that um yeah but it's funny it's dark it's insidious um and it's just like a great combination of like everything i'm really happy this isn't about the movie like that's the greatest thing you have going for you because this movie is a bunch of garbage I'll stand by it. This movie's garbage, uh, including the other one too. Just let you know. Oh, you young kids that grew up, you kids that grew up, it's garbage too. Um, oh, neither is great. Neither is great. Okay. Um, but what I will say, this is if you had. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I think one of us Whoa. is about to get dragged off screen. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I've I've heard those sounds. And I'm pretty sure they're from a quiet place. Okay. Um. So, uh, I think as much as I dislike the as much as I dislike the movie, and I think uh, Grandpa Joe is a douchebag. Um, what I will say is this is probably top fifty character of all time performance, like a character performance, character actor, like he is doing everything in this movie to make this movie any what enjoyable. 
the the like yeah it's terrifying like when he does the whole thing like i'm pretty sure like in the 70s and 60s a lot of people did a lot of drugs like there was a ton of drug use and on this film probably too but when he like the ending scene when he starts screaming i felt like that numerous times um jack um but yeah gene wilder it's just how he does everything and how he acts Great performance. This is one I couldn't argue with. I dislike the movie heavily, but this is one of those ones I consider a great, great top performance in a terrible movie for me. So, good job. Um, everybody else on Gene Wilder in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. No, no Wilder is magnificent here. He, he really is. I can't deny that this is a fantastic performance. I think this thing that will always hurt this performance for me and it's nothing against the performance i've never been in love with this movie i don't know what it is i've never had the attachment for this movie there's scenes i would watch but as a as a kid i was always really bored by this movie to be honest weirdly enough specifically like the first like 20 30 minutes of this movie like cheer up charlie is legitimately just an awful number but wilder is really fantastic here like it's it's such a magnificent performance yeah i think this performance is good i would never consider it i don't like willy wonka as a character i think it's a boring movie i think it's a bad character i think it's a well acted character but like i would never consider this performance uh, not the version I grew up watching. The version you grew up watching is also terrible, Jack. I, I'm aware it's not good. Version. Jack. Hmm? Have you seen this version? No. Fuck you. Nah, he's fine. Says hello. Whatever you've seen that one, though, right? Good morning, morning Star Trek. The Earth says Good. hello. God, this, is just a, this is just a PSA. Uh, I've been in jury duty all weekend watching the Amber Heard trial, and I'm just saying don't poop in beds. All right, uh, who's next? Did you just say you were on the jury? <laughs> jury duty. Uh, yeah, I've been watching wa- Tony's home. on the Amber Heard depth jury, everybody. He's part of he's part of the jury of the public opinion. That's what he said. Depth on Cody Newberry. Shut up. There was a TikTok that says, sorry, boss, I can't come in today. I'm on jury duty, and it's him watching the trial from home. That's me. I messed up. I should have been a lawyer. Um, okay. Um, who picked William Holden to lag 17? Him and me later. Oh, you have it higher? Yeah, I, I have it higher. Boat has it higher. No, I have it now, and Barr had it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I was started. Okay. Anyway, uh, William Holden. How does the show? Why work? do we do the show, Go? Oh, gosh. I don't know. William Holden in Stalag Seventeen is a fantastic performance. Uh, William Holden. I what I really love about this movie is that you're kind of supposed to be really suspicious of William Holden for a good chunk of it. And William Holden plays it so perfectly because he does have this aspect of he's just out for himself. Like there's there's this sense of, you know, he's doing it. But then when there's the search for the rat and he feels back, pushed up against the wall a little bit, 
you kind of get the change. And then when you get towards the end of the movie, the complete shift of the character is such a great like move. And the way, like how he kind of starts playing everybody. It's, it's a really fantastic performance. My favorite Holden performance. I think he's phenomenal in this. Yeah. And uh, I had him at number 44. Um, basically what Boatman said, uh, like, I, I'm echoing like real bad. Um, is that me? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Why is it so bad? I don't know. I'm about to. I'm about to send you to Colorado to finish this. Is it still that bad? No, it's not as bad. Um, but yeah, at at first you're supposed to kind of not like this character. You're supposed to kind of be on like the side of every everyone else in this prison camp, um, and kind of like hate this guy. But then, like the the curtain starts to unveil itself, um. And on, in an instant, you see the humanity in the character. You see, like, the gears turning in him. Uh, and it, he, it, it's really fun and interesting to watch him try to, like, piece everything together. Um, because you can see the gears clicking in his mind in this performance. Uh, and he instantly becomes, like, one of the most... I don't want to say likable characters, but one that you connect to. Um, yeah, it's, and he's just incredible in this. Yeah, um, William Holden in this movie is my fifth best actor winner of all time. I think he's absolutely incredible in this film. Um, it's definitely one that, you know, what year was this? Uh, 53. Really see it, somebody. Bowman, are you half asleep tonight? No, I was trying uh, to I adjust my microphone. Okay. So I haven't seen From Here to Eternity yet. Um, I hear that's the World War II movie. So I think that's the World War II movie. Yeah. Um, so I'll have to watch that one. But right now, yeah, Slide 17, I think, is absolutely incredible. Really good in Chicken Run, too. Um, but uh, uh, but William Holden is one of those actors that I just absolutely find fascinating. And in this movie, the first time I watched it, I'm like, yeah, that's really good. I don't think I like it. I rewatched it, really like it. I think his performance is absolutely incredible. You, you're not on his side at the beginning where he comes from, that group. Oh, there's and it's honestly kind of it's kind of funny. There's funny parts in this movie that shouldn't be that funny about the time that they're like spending, but there is. So I definitely check it out if you haven't seen it. You know, watch watch the only classic director that anybody should, Billy Wilder, um, Jack and um, Coho. Jack, have you seen it? Uh, no, but you should watch From Here to Eternity. It's really good. Um. I think William Holden's great in Stay Like Seventeen. Uh, he's my, it's my third favorite Holden performance, um, and I put the two that I like more above it uh, earlier, which were Sunset Boulevard and Network. But I the, I considered this it it's a great performance. It's just not my favorite Holden. I settled on the two that I like the most from him. I do really like William Holden though, and he's great. In this. Um, who's that? Uh, Ron sixes. Oh, oh! Did Jack not have? Did Jack? Jack, 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 Jack. Okay, next one, Cole. Uh, my twenty-six is Robin Williams and Aladdin. And I had that a, a couple episodes ago. And I had it like okay. way many episodes ago. Okay, twenty-six um, for Bar. 
Uh, my number six is John Cazale in The Godfather Part Two. Okay. Bowman. Uh, uh, my twenty-six is uh, my twenty-six is Joe Pesci, Goodfellas. And I had this before. Is that where it stops? I think that's where it stops. That's where it stops. I think. Well. I would love to be in the camp of having a 26. Um, and, uh, <laughs> um, cool. What was your 26 again? My, my 26 uh, was Robin Williams and Aladdin. Right. Okay. Well, shit. Um, my, <laughs> my 26 is Patrick Stewart in Logan. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, I think Robert Williams and Aladdin is like the embodiment of joy in a movie. I think it's just one of the greatest. It's, I think it is the greatest voiceover performance ever put on film. Um, I think what he's able to do in this movie is to um, is to bring to life this super fun character in a way that's in, it, it is so great. I think that he is so joyful and fun, but also super endearing and tragic. I think the genie is a really tragic character when you think about what he where he comes from and everything he does, uh, and like where he's just like I just want you to set me free, and so when that moment happens, it like hits, and that really only happens if you like Williams in the role, and I think that he's so perfect for this. Um, I think he's just mile a minute funny uh, in this. All the different bits that he does, uh, I I love the I love the fact that there's like a whole other movie on the cutting room floor of bits they just couldn't use from him. Uh, and all the stuff in this movie, I think, is great. But okay, Sparky, here's the deal. You want to get the little lady? You gotta be a straight shooter. Uh, I think he just is brilliant, brilliant stuff with just the you know stopper, stopper, Bobby Stinger. Um, I just think he's great. I, I love Robin Williams in this part, and it's a part that I grew up watching on repeat. So of course, it breaks higher for me. So love, I love him a lot. You ever have seen Star Wars when the trash compactor like closes in? When Coho said this is the greatest uh, performance, the voiceover performance, and he saw my face, it was like, <laughs> how do I put my feet on the wall to not get crushed? I, I'm we'll just like, I don't, I don't know why this, I don't know how that's an issue for you, but okay. Uh, we'll have a conversation. Um, okay. uh, you two have it lower, so go ahead. I think you had him higher than me. I had him in like the nine. Or I had him at ninety-one. Where did you? Oh, him? I had him higher than. Okay, I had him at eighty-eight. Um, yeah. Uh, energy, manic energy, delivered in a way that was easy to follow and hilarious. Um, it they had they like based the animation around him just improvising, which is wild. Um, and for as many of those jokes to land, um, it's just a testament to Robin Williams as a comic. Um, yeah, he's fantastic in this performance. Yeah, you know, based on, like, Kirk's complaint about the, uh, like, oh, if it's, like, a voice performance, then the voice performance... Uh, are like, oh, well, it's the animation doing all the work. But as Barr just said, the animation doesn't really look like this without Williams, right? The animation is around Williams, not the other way around. Williams is so good here. As you guys said, mile a minute. I think he adds so much life to this character. It is my favorite voiceover performance, personally. And to, to jump on Kirk's comment, 
he's giving a performance. This is absolutely a performance. He is performing for for like the listeners. Like, so don't give me this. Okay, is yeah, it him? Still is within the character of the genie. Yeah. Like it is. Yes, are there Williamisms? Sure, but just about every actor has things that you see in like other roles from them. It's I really like Williamisms. I like Williams being Williams in this. He adds a lot. Like legitimately, when he talks about at when he finds out Al is not going to wish him back, he actually sounds super heartbroken, and it's a great moment. And there's my last bit is there's just that little part where like he's like where he's like sorry I'll have a new master now is like one of the most devastating line reads maybe ever. Uh, I think that's like a great small moment from him. So yeah. Anyway. Um, last this week. <laughs> did you rub my lamp? Did you wake me up? Did you bring me here? You get your three wishes. I said hot. Um, okay. I would disagree on okay. the stance of the greatest acting voiceover performance, but that's not a shot coming from me. I okay. would say that um, James Earl Jones as Mufasa, in my opinion, would be a greater acting performance. I can that understand point. that too. I, I can understand that too. Because of the weight of his character, what he does, I do, as much as I understand how Kirk is kind of wrong for his take, he is not wrong with it is basically what I'm pretty sure Williams would do as a riff off of just being himself, like doing the impressions, doing the stuff, who he is. That doesn't take away from it because I still absolutely love this performance. Uh, Will Smith wishes is all I've said numerous times. From this. Um, wishes. And not only like what I will also say is like, he also sings in this movie, like, and he's good. He sings, he takes his character to the next level. A lot of the animation helps, but he helps you picture the characters that he's talking about. That's a classic debate of motion capture versus voiceover. Where does rank? Like, you're right. He's in a booth for a couple hours. Guess what? You know, Pacino was on the set of The Godfather for a lot of takes, and they cut a lot of stuff, and they worked out the best things, and they probably engineered scenes to, you know, different things happen. So I don't know if that, um, yeah, 26 is high overall, but, like, I mean, of the Williams performance, I think there's one that deserves 26. I don't know if it's Aladdin. That would be my take. Um I would say Goodwill is a little higher, but we'll talk about. Maybe, I don't think have we talked about that yet? No, it's still coming later. Okay, so it's still from coming, some so from someone. Later. Someone's gonna hire. So that's fair. So again, Williams, you're never gonna find a bad word for me to say about Robin Williams. Like the man, arguably made me fall in love with movies, like and comedy. So, I mean. Doubtfire should have been here. Let's say that. Um, I've never you know seen it. About multiple. Oh, I know multiple. You know that, uh, Jack? Did you have Aladdin? No, uh, no, I didn't. No, but you had Sean Bean. Yeah, I did. And I'm not. I'm not saying that Robin Williams doesn't deserve to be you up know here Robin for Aladdin. Robin Williams is just... dead. <laughs> Where the fuck Sean did that Bean's come not. from? Sean Bean's not. I'm just saying. Also, if you're going to do Ned, you know what? You already broke the rules with TV and like Emmy things. Why don't you just put Ned Stark on your list? 
Ned Stark has a better place on look, this if list I was than Sean put a Bean from Lord of the Rings. Look, Cody, if I was going to put a performance from a TV show on my list, it would be Brian Cranston and Breaking Bad. But no, it's been better not, than half your list so far. Um, okay. All right. What did you have to say about Robin Williams? I, I actually don't care. We're moving along. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Mark. <laughs> killed him, bro. Um, yeah. So John Cazale in The Godfather Part 2, is he's my favorite performance in this movie. Um, just just the, the tragedy of this character Jesus is – I will get to this point. Okay. Um, so just the, the tragedy of this character is captured so perfectly by Kazale. Um, just like the fact that his younger brother got passed over for him for this role, uh, for this position, uh, you can just see like how much it impacted him throughout this entire performance. And the moment that he almost like lets it slip that he's been the one behind everything. <clears throat> but the moment in general are like the two, the two that I think of um, when I think of this performance are um, when he's talking about um, when he was fishing and he would say a hail Mary and he would catch a fish every time. And the scene where he's in, he's just slumped in the chair and he's like, I'm smart. Not like everybody says, not dumb. Um, it just really captures the, the complete tragedy of this character in, in a way that's just absolutely heartbreaking. Um, and the funeral for their mom, like the moment that Michael looks in his eyes, like you see Everything in Kazale in that moment. Sadness, fear, heartbreak. Because he knows what's happening now. Um, yeah, so for both of the Godfather films, I kind of wanted to pick one person. And for the Godfather Part 2, he was my pick. Um, let's just get this out of the way. He's no Florence Pugh. Okay. Right now, off the top. I have to keep it like he's no Florence Pugh. Um, he was a good actor for the roles he got. Gone too soon, but he ain't Florence Pugh. Second, there's a performance from the first Godfather that I hold in like the um, top echelon. I think it's absolutely incredible. If I had to rank, probably my personal top 10. I think the second one, part two, is so dependent on both of these characters that it's very hard for me to separate the two performances at that point because of how crucial they are to each other. Because you're right. You can say when Kazale, when Fredo looks at Michael at the funeral and he knows and he goes, but without that look, it ain't working that way. Without the boat ride, it ain't working without the in the chair, Michael standing there. It ain't working for me. So, not saying it's a bad performance. I think he's absolutely incredible. Don't get me wrong, but like it's so hard to break those two up because they're so crucial. Like that whole scene when he grabs him by the face. It's in our in outro. It's like I know it was you, Fredo. And at that point in time, he his brother, the man he's seen slaughter anybody and everybody, 
is now coming for him and the person he can't trust anymore because Michael will not stop. And again, I, that scene, as long as my mother's alive, I'm not going to touch you. And at that funeral, it's like the hunt is on. You're done. And it's, it's crazy. It's great cinema. Still can't believe this man directed Jack. Still can't. can't, can't um, um, but yeah, I can't argue 26. I'm fine with I'm okay within the list, but it's so hard for me to personally separate. But you're 100% right. Those films are fantastic. I think they're both in my around the top 15 mark for me now. So, um, everybody else in Jonathan Sale and the Godfather Parker. I think, uh, honestly, like, oh, obviously, this is a great pick. I'll be honest, you could probably at number 100 put the chair that Fredo sits in, and that would be a completely fair pick. <laughs> like, legitimately. That's true. The chair yeah. that Fredo, no, like, legitimately, when he is sitting in that chair and he's like, I'm a man, like, and he's trying to prove his manhood, basically. But the chair just has him like slumped back, barely able to sit up. That is such a great scene. He's really good in this because Al is just one of those actors who, like, all five movies he shows up in, he is great in all five. It's honestly close between this and Dog Day for what my favorite Kazal performance is, if I'm being honest, because he is so terrifying in Dog Day. Um, but yeah, greatness. I, I think he's better in Dog Day, but I also think that he's like really good in this. Um, I when you said it, you said he's your favorite performance in this movie, and I had to sit back for a second because I was like, eh, I guess, like I get it, he's good. Like I do, I I think everyone in this movie is really good. I just I wouldn't I wouldn't pick him as my like performance from The Godfather Part Two. Like I mean, I think I think Pacino's and De Niro are like the two that I look at, and I'm like, these are all time performances. Um, but I, I mean, I guess, I don't know, 26 for Kazale is a little high to me, but I get it. Kazale, Kazale higher than De Niro in this, and not, it's not close for me either. Jack? Uh, yeah. Uh, once again, this is a movie I haven't seen in like four years, but I do really like it. But of the performances in this film, he's probably like my third favorite, maybe fourth, because... It, 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 but the, but then again, he's so good. Like every single performance in this film. Fourth? Yeah, who's the who, who's well, the third? The chair, the chair. It's Sean Bean. Like, guys, it's Sean Bean. You you say that like it's insane to have three performances from The Godfather Part Two above Fredo. I mean, like, yes. I mean it is kind of. It's yeah. What the else? First no, one, the first one. What would you have above Fredo? So, uh. Uh, well, Pacino won probably De Niro too, and then yeah, no, and then it's and then it's Kazale. But like, okay, uh, That's okay. I'm on. sorry, I love it. Strasberg is good, but he's I do not. really like Hyman Roth in that movie as well. Yeah, Strasberg was great. The fact that Michael V. Gaza was nominated but not Kazale is crazy. that's really weird. That's right. Yeah, well, that's fact, okay. Well, the fact that I say, like, the first one is basically Michael taking the torch, and this second one is Fredo and him. Like, it's so hard to, yeah. and I understand you get the flashbacks, but that's a separation right there. Um, okay. Um, Boat 26? 
My 26, I believe. No, it wasn't Yikes. Uh, it, Joe Pesci, good fellas. Yeah. R, you had that lower though, right? Yes, he said I did. He's muted, but he said I did. Oh, okay. Sorry, yes, I did. Anybody oh, else have enough. Joe Pesci for I do, I don't have Pesci for the good fellas. I don't have that one. Boof, ba boof. Anyway, Joe Pesci and Goodfellas. Oh. Joe Pesci and Goodfellas. Uh, this is just like pure <laughs> energy. Pure, just violent energy within a character. Tommy DeVito is such a like perfectly violent character, and I love this performance so much. Uh, obviously, like the funny house scene has been talked about to death, but it's it's a fantastic moment. I love the spider scene. The spider scene where you can tell just by the fact this is a character who takes everything as a slight against him. Like, that's the thing. He takes everything as a slight against him. And the fact that Spider didn't go as quickly to get him a refill as he did everybody else, that then he took that as an insult and he kept pushing it with Spider and then it goes too far and he shoots Spider. It's such like a great like, and just his pure rage is so terrifying. Like, and that's the thing is it's a character who can just flip between being jokingly angry and actually angry on a dime. It's, it's such a great performance. Or also like the shine box scene where he's like, I don't, I don't shine and shoes anymore. I don't, I don't shine shoes anymore. I don't do that no more. No shoe shines. And like, that's great. And then it, it goes from like the subtle slight to the, I'm going to kill you to actually killing bats. Like that's so great. Yeah. And I had him at 46. Um, both brought up the spider scene. I was going to bring up the spider scene. Um, and I was also going to bring up the bats. It's where he's like, motherfucker. Such a great like release. Um, but the other scenes I would love to bring up are the uh, the dinner scene with <laughs> with his mom. Um, it's such a great moment of just like trying to hide, like just just the way that he's trying to hide everything, but he's doing it with like such ease and comfort and a sense of humor. It's really great. Um, and the scene where he gets, you know, where he gets whacked. Like, the moment that they open the door and he sees that empty room and you just see in his face that he knows. He knows. And he's just like, oh, fuck. Um, yeah, it's a great moment of just terror in a character that's been causing terror throughout the entire rest of the film. Um, yeah, and, and that entire moment hinges on Pesci's performance. Yeah, um, for him to be at 26, I'll take it. I mean, I would consider him a little higher. I think he's absolutely incredible in this film. Um, and it's a scene where, like, he basically he shoots the guy. But it's the way that the group reacts to him, because he always gets away with everything, basically. Right? So he, like, he does what he has to do he kills he punches he stabs whatever you gotta do but this one is where the group kind of like stops and like looks at him like dude what the hell are you doing he's like what and he like goes back to doing what he's doing like it shows how unhinged he really is as a character because he like bah, 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 and then he's like dance and kills him and then basically goes back and they're like what and he's like take a body 
anything I ever dug a body before? Whatever. Fucking, like, doesn't matter. It's just crazy how, like, uh, they, like with him and uh, when him and Henry, uh, Henry Hill are like outside the thing and they're burning down, he's like, "Fucking go, man!" <laughs> like, like their their interaction, like he's everybody. He can be everybody's friend, but he's also everybody's worst nightmare throughout this movie. He really is. Like, he doesn't know how to like chill. He's always got a hot hand. Like, and that's why that scene. It's probably it's the one scene that he's the most known for is like funny how like I'm a clown and like when he says it and he looks at him Henry doesn't know if he's faking because Henry just wants to be in the in crowd and he thinks this dude's about to fucking kill him and like that's how important this performance is it toes the line so well between comedy and kind of fear and terror which is impressive um yeah uh it's kind of crazy, you know, like, Scorsese didn't get a lot of, but when this won, like, this won the Oscar for best, like, sporting actor, like, that's, that's crazy, you know, to think about when this, the violent of a film. Um, two of you. Yep. Don't look so good. Don't look so good. What's up? Why no Pesci? Uh, I, I have seen this once. He's the best part of it. Um, you hate I yeah. like him better in My Cousin Vinny, personally. So I I put the My Cousin Vinny performance. Oh, so only one Pesci performance? They're both fighting. You can only for have one. The spot left. No, it's just I like the others Pacino's. more than the Goodfellas one. Huh? I can't spoil my list, can I? If I had a gun, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Jack. I feel like if I ever met Cody, that uh, whack, uh, that that moment where he gets whacked would be recreated, uh, because uh, me not having this performance on my list is a mistake, and I hate myself. If you think that's the reason you're going to whack, because you don't have Joe Pesci, no, no, like that's just Cobb, one of the reasons. That's one of the a Jimmy reasons. Stewart, a Goodwill Hunting. They're on your list, so they're just not as good as Sean Bean. Um. All right, Jack, what was your 26? Oh, yes. Yeah. Forgot. Take it away. That's two of the Logan performances. I can't wait till what's the what's the albino? <laughs> Stephen Merchant. Jackman? Yeah, Stephen Merton Merchant shows up. Like I can't wait. Or the, the fat kid that runs at one of the scenes. Can't wait for Richard E. Grant to show up on Is this the list. limo showing up? Is the limo showing up at the beginning? What about Boyd Holbrook? Is he showing up? Shotgun? Uh, stay tuned and find the out. Anyways. Um, the the cross think, uh, that can turn to an X? Shut up. Oh. That's actually a really good point. Okay. The syrup, the stuff that he pumps into himself to make him go, ah! Run? Go ahead. <laughs> um, okay. Look. Patrick Stewart is giving an all-timer of a performance for me in this film. Uh, I, The X-Men are the, like, before I had the MCU, before I had any, any anything uh, like superhero movies related, I had the X-Men, and it was Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman uh, who were, who were the two that you could not, you could not replace. Um, and when, uh, and so seeing this movie was an absolutely uh, devastating experience for me, but it's Stewart's performance that uh, it, his performance in this is so tragic. He's, his mind is broken. He's uh, 
uh, he has to uh, be cared for by Logan and Caliban in order to uh, keep other people safe uh, because if they don't look after him, he could kill so many people without even meaning to. But it's it's the quiet moments of this film, uh, the scene at the farm uh, where, where he's laying in bed and uh, and who he thinks is Logan is uh, walking up to him. Uh, and he starts talking about he remembers what happened in Westchester. That scene breaks me every time. Uh, the uh, all all the little interactions between him and Daphne Keene are just so pure and just so so perfect. Uh, they they they've got like a great uh, grandfather granddaughter type relationship in this film, and uh, his dynamic with Logan uh, throughout the film is just it's beautiful from the moment he's introduced in this film you know this is a different uh professor x uh that we haven't seen yet and this film lets him uh lets him explore uh parts of this character that we've never seen before and i love every second of it just absolute i know i'll probably get hate for this but i don't care because he should have been nominated that year i absolutely shoot me i don't care he's fantastic and it angers me that he wasn't nominated because he's incredible in this listen jack we've had a rough time i want you to hear me very carefully patrick stewart's not that great of an actor I'm just going to say it. He just isn't. He's suitable. He does what he's supposed to do. James McAvoy is a better Professor uh, X than him. And I'm just going to say that. The nostalgia you're feeling, that's fine. But James McAvoy is a better Professor X. Um, I just don't understand it. I love X-Men. I'm not, I'm an X-Men apologist, honestly. Last Stand, not that bad, not a great movie, but I still pop it on more times than I should. He gets a lot of performance because he is dying in this movie and he's going out and I get it. But it's time to let the old ones down. Like, I don't think he's the one anymore. I just, I don't think he's that great. And when the Oscar snub and everybody else, I'm like, guys, stop. Like, it was like when Balboa was, they were trying to do Sylvester Stallone nominated in Creed. And that one I understood. But like, Patrick. John Petrovich, like, you're not on my... Yeah, yeah, stop hiding. You just give this movie a credit because it's Logan. That's what I think it is. You give it more of a pass because it's Logan. He is dying. I think he's... I think I think he's good in other things. Like, I hate the movie Green Book. I hate the movie Green Book. But that's when he's actually doing a different performance, and I think he's actually doing... What? Yeah, Green, 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 Green Room. Room. Green Book's a totally different movie. Well, if he were in Green Book, it would not be out of place, though. Um... That one, he's giving a different performance. It's kind of scary. It's kind of thing. I hate the movie, but I think he's good in it. 
Um, yeah, I don't understand it. No, like, you know what? He should have like they should have just leaned into it and let him kill everybody in the hotel. That would have been better. Than, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, everybody okay. else on Patrick Stewart. Was. I like Patrick Stewart's Professor X, but I'm absolutely in the camp that McAvoy blows his Professor X performance out of the water. I think McAvoy is better. Um, I think if you're going to pick any Professor X, I think McAvoy in Days of Future Past is the best version of Professor X on film. Um, is the best performance of Professor X on film. I also think Patrick Stewart's com- like Patrick Stewart's best moments in the franchise are also when he talks to the younger McAvoy in that scene in Days of Future Past. Um, but I would say his performance in Logan is like the first time he gets like really like well written material to act. But I don't think that means he should be on this list. Um, I don't know. I think he's good in this movie. I don't think he's great. I would never have nominated him in 2017. Um, I yeah, he's good. This would never make my top 100. Um, so I think Patrick Stewart's a very good actor, having seen like a little bit of his stage stuff. Um, and I, I would go as far to say that Patrick Stewart is shut your mouth, bar. Oh, thanks. I've seen him on stage. No, I agree. No, I wanted. To, I wanted to correct myself. He is a good actor. Don't get me wrong. Like, I think this professor actually gets a little bit overshadowed. I've heard his stage acting is absolutely incredible. Like, don't get me wrong. And I bet there's other movies he's really good. But these fandom films get raised to such a high level that I just don't see. Um, and just to, basically to close it out, he's arguably <laughs> shut up, John. Uh, he's arguably my favorite part of this movie, but he would. Wouldn't even sniff this list. Yeah, I. Here's the thing. I feel like the thing that's always going to hurt this performance for me is that I pay attention to like the Oscar season every year, and I also used to watch. Obviously, yes, haha. I pay attention to the Oscar, but also like I used to watch this show called Collider, right? And like. Also, just be in general in the kind of movie nerd community. And there's like a subsect of comic book movie fans. And I don't want to say all, but a good chunk of them who don't watch other movies. And they only watch comic book movies and they complain that comic book movies don't get nominated for Oscars and they whine and they pee over themselves. And they're like, ah. Patrick Stewart should have been nominated for this. He got snubbed. The Academy just doesn't like comic book movies because he was snubbed. And I'm like, watch movies, guys. because Yeah, watch Three Billboards where you can see Sam Rockwell play a daytime television racist. Uh, Does he make your five this year? Does Stewart make your five this year? No, but I'm saying uh, I'm going to jerk off to Rockwell playing a Lifetime movie villain, okay? Lifetime movie version of the villain and the Lifetime version of Martin Luther King's We're not talking about Sam Rockwell, so I have no idea what you're even talking about, you cokehead. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm saying a performance. Sam Rockwell and a not a geriatric old man. You're muted. They need a timeout. They just started screaming for no reason. We're gonna move on because I'm done with that conversation. About this. Thank you. I understand where you're coming from. Uh, take a shot if you thought we'd mention something to deal with. Slow down, people. Um, uh, who? Okay. 
Jack, you alive? I don't know. Don't really care. Um, all right. I love that Boba is trying to explain Collider like we Far, did far. Where's anyway. that leech? What's Collider? What is Collider? Uh, my, number 20, my 25 is Robert De Niro, taxi driver. Oh, that's a yikes. Okay. My number 25 is Catherine Hepburn for bringing up baby. Wait, was that a... No, I had him last week. Never mind. I'm okay. sorry. That wasn't Thank you idea. for not knowing how the show works. I wish... I know, I just didn't list. remember where he was on my list. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, my 25 is Samuel Jackson, Pulp Fiction. Yikes. And my 25 is Javier Bardem in No Country for Old Men. Yikes. Yeah. So is the only one we're talking about right now bringing up baby? No, we're talking about Taxi Driver, because Bobby doesn't know how the show works. Uh, so, Taxi Driver, Robert De Niro. Um, I think this performance is brilliant. Fantastic. Uh, all the ex, ex, you know things you could say. Everyone has talked about this performance to death. But I think it's worth talking about that Robert De Niro should be in consideration for the top 25 best performances of all time for, the, for his work on this. Because I think what he does here is like a genuinely great... Like, this is a character that is very easily written in a way where you just aren't interested, where that you're turned off from the beginning and you don't want to watch what happens. But the way De Niro brings into life, you can see this character going down this path of being someone that you don't want him to be, of being a person that's not like a totally all the way there person. But there's moments in there where you can see that he, that, that, that there's a good human. He was born with a heart and a soul. And he's losing it as the movie goes on. And it's really sad. And I think De Niro portrays that super well. Um, I love the way he is portrayed when he's outside the uh, the, uh, the polling election place. Uh, and the way that like Albert Brooks comes out and yells at him. And he like, just rises up. Um, I think he's great uh, in this movie, Robert De Niro. Um, and obviously, you know, you're talking to me. You're talking to me. You must be talking to me. I'm the only one here. Uh, I think he's brilliant uh, in Talks to Trevor. So, yeah. No, uh, I had this at 31, and yeah, like, just this guy going from being a little jaded with the system to just becoming full-on broken as a person is such a, a fascinating trajectory of a character, and De Niro plays it perfectly. It's... There are moments in this where he's genuinely terrifying. There are moments where we feel bad for him. There's moments where we're very put off by him. It's like, it's such a, a magnificent perfor performance. When there are the few moments where you see him kind of be a little bit charming uh, with Sybil Shepard before he completely blows it are great. But also the moments... Like, there are moments where you see him feel a little disturbed, like the moment uh, with Scorsese in the taxi. I think like that, and to also see like that angle of the character. There are so many different angles of the character, and it's such a, it's such a fantastic performance. Um, so I've been open about, I'm, I'm echoing it. I've been um, on the record for this I performance. Still, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's you. I don't think it's you. Come up. Um, so I've been on the. I'll. I normally watch a lot of movies for this show. I did not rewatch this for this. 
Um, and the reason why is because I'm very negative on this movie. Um, negative on the ending of this movie. Um, and I want a fresh take away from YLS to watch this movie. Um, I think De Niro, I think I can justify saying that De Niro, yes, I can definitely tell you that he can be one of your top 25 best actors of all time for this performance. That makes perfect sense for me. I, what? I don't know what I meant. What happened? Do you have milk? No, Bar just, Bar's muted, but he he saw. Yeah, Jack's got bleach. Oh, well, at least drink some. Okay, anyways. Um, um, so, uh, what I will say is um, uh, don't don't actually bring up the bleach because I think we can get canceled or something. For yeah, that. we like, can. Like, don't do I that. Don't know. Uh, okay. He put like, I, I don't know what it is, but I think there's something out there. Um, listen, I hate the ending of this movie. <laughs> I do. Um, but maybe it would turn after a watch. But he plays such a like intense human being throughout this movie. That I understand why. Jack and um, Bar on De Niro and Taxi Driver. I haven't seen it. This is a top three blind spot movie for me. You've never seen Taxi Driver? I have not. Damn. And the fact that it's not n- automatic number one blind spot. What can we can, can we are two other the other two potentially higher? And what are the other two? Mm-hmm. Uh, a streetcar named Desire and Apocalypse Now. Taxi driver should be higher than a streetcar named Desire. I said top probably. three. I didn't give it a specific order. Listen, Kirk, point your anger towards your teammate. What the fuck? What are you doing? Okay. Um. 25 bar. Catherine Hepburn, bringing up baby. Um, so Cary Grant, unfortunately, is not on my list. Uh, I, I, he really should be. Um, but this was in that period of like me picking one. Um, but Catherine Hepburn is just so funny in this movie. Oh my God. Like the moment she appears on screen, you know exactly who this character is. Um, the frantic energy uh, combined with this, the impeccable delivery of these lines um, and just that prison scene towards the end where she's creating these aliases, like Swingin' Door Susie. It's just such a brilliant moment of acting like you're coming up with this stuff on the fly, but delivering it in a way that it makes everybody in the room believe it um, to the point where you're kind of like, this can't, is she really, is she being honest in this moment? I don't think she is, but I, I, I believe it. Um, yeah. She's just, she's hilarious. She's magnetic. Uh, and it's just a great controlled performance for a character. That's kind of unhinged. Okay. Um, this is hard. I've watched this movie one time. So I need to rewatch it. Um, but I remember it's. I think it's the pairing. I think Cary Grant is one of the funniest actors that has ever graced our screen. I think he has such a delivery with it. But I also believe the same thing with Hepburn. I think Catherine Hepburn, regardless in her serious roles, when she turned on like the charm and humor, she is funnier than most. Like I think she is 
like even like guess who's coming to dinner when she's delivering that line about basically like I don't ever like go go with fun. like it's funny but it's harsh. This is one of those movies too. I didn't know what to expect with bringing up baby. It is kind of like for the time and everything that worked. It's really funny. I don't know where I rank her, but having had Brandon, I'm not gonna argue. <sighs> Because I haven't disliked the movie that she's been in, really. Like, I think she's good in mostly everything she does. Um, so, I mean, well, there was a Hepburn earlier, right? Kevin Hepburn was on somebody's list earlier. That was Lion of Winter. Yeah, I'd probably put the Lion of Winter a little higher than this performance overall. From my, but I would, I've seen both one. So. Take it what you want. Uh, everybody else on Catherine Hepburn and Bringing Up Baby. Two people I haven't I seen. Think watch. If we're talking her comedic performances. That. This is definitely her best. She's fantastic in this. Uh, the way, yeah, she she completely piles on Carrie this movie. Like she she steals every single moment she is on screen. She's a hurricane in this. She's fantastic. Okay. I haven't. Uh, everybody on the 24s. Let's go around the horn. My 24 is Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems. Yikes. My number 24 is Sidney Poitier in The Heat of the Night. My 24 is uh, Jesse Eisenberg in The Social Network. I have that earlier. And my 24 is Emily Blunt in Sicario. Huh? Yeah, that's okay. Um, so Sidney Poitier in the heat of the night, uh, the control and the screen presence that he carries in this movie is incredible. Um, like when he gets angry in this movie, it's it's at a level where it it's still he still has that lid. He still has that lid on his anger, except in the greenhouse scene, which is one of the most satisfying moments in movie history, where he gets slapped and without hesitation, just immediately <laughs> slaps him right back. Uh, and he's so stoic in that moment that it's such a satisfying scene. Um, his his delivery, it, it, it's, it's so amazing in its control in its poise um and as i said his presence in this movie it's awe-inspiring because he he just commands the screen every single time that he walks onto it i mean sydney portier was uh heavy lifting in this year um, taught oh, yeah. two old white people not to be racist and um, didn't get either of the Oscars. <laughs> both the white people got nominated. And one of now, them won, and it was the wrong one. What I, yeah, what I stand by is this is a weird year because Spencer Tracy deserved it. Um, not deserving on the other end. Rod Steiger didn't. Rod Steiger, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but overall, it's one of the top actor classes of all time, in my opinion, of that year. Um, Sydney Poitier, I would have, I would have leaned. Did you have Sydney Poitier in Cassius Coming to Dinner? No, but he was. I would have leaned. 
I would have leaned towards that performance over this performance, in my opinion, of that year. Um, of the teaching racism, I think it's just easier to teach uh, Spencer Tracy not to be racist versus Rod Steiger. Um, and I think he does a really good job. There are scenes in this movie that I really like, um, especially the slap scene, because I'm like, yeah, let's go. But when they're, there's just more moments of acting like on in showcasing guests who's coming to dinner. But I'm, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you. I think the performance is really good. He kind of should have been nominated for both performances. I know it's a hard year, but it's a, he's bad. He's awesome in both. Um, but I would have yeah. said Spencer Tracy in that one. And I would put him in this movie as that nomination. So, um, yeah. Um, I have no real issue. Um, 24 is a little high in my opinion overall. Um, but everybody else on in the heat of the night. Yeah, twenty four is so high. I think it's so hard to decide between the two sixty seven forty eight. What? When you don't have headphones on, you don't remember. You don't realize till late somebody else is talking. It's just it is what it is. Go ahead, talk. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, I don't think uh, sixty seven forty eight perform. I think it's hard to decide between the 67 48 performances because at the end of the day, one of them might be a better performance with guess who's coming to dinner, but it's a better performance up against an incredible performance in Spencer Tracy versus an incredible performance up against a lesser performance. while still good in Rod Steiger. I think Poitier completely steals this movie. Like he owns every second of it. Whereas I think he's fighting for, you know, the the attention and the supremacy a lot more in Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. And I would take Guess Who's Coming to Dinner because I think he's winning that fight with Tracy. Like, I think that's my thing is I think Poitier is the best performance in Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Like, as much as I think Spencer Tracy is incredible and Catherine Hepburn is incredible and that ensemble is incredible. Even like Cecil Kellaway, I think, is really great in the supporting roles too. But I think Poitier is the best part of Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, and that's what's the most impressive part is. I think he's great in both. I just think In the Heat of the Night is a lesser product compared to Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, mainly because Rod Steiger, I think, is not great in that movie. Um, so he just kind of like is noticeably like good in this, but like not. It's not as impressive to me as being able to go toe to toe with Spencer Tracy and win. Um, I just think he's better in Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. I think In the Heat of the Night is really high. Uh, if if you put, I would put both, and I would put this one down in like the eighties and seventies. And guess it's coming to dinner. I would understand being in this range. But the important thing to remember is don't be racist, uh, Jack. Yes. Uh, look, Bar, I'm not gonna get mad at you about placement because holy shit, I'm the last person that should get mad at someone about placement. Uh, but like, at least he's self-aware. But, That's being but, self-aware. Uh, but of the sixty-seven. But of the 67 performances, I don't think there's a wrong choice. I just personally would have went with Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Uh, but he is fantastic in this. Uh, he is easily the best part of this movie. Uh, I didn't know this is this is what the They Call Me Mr. Tibbs line was from, but uh, until I saw it. Uh, and that, I, that was a great moment as well. But I do love the greenhouse scene. The scene's incredible. I think he's great in this, but I prefer the performance of Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Hey, Jack, after this uh, episode, do you want to like re reenact the green housing? Um, Yikes! Uh, uh, Jesse Eisenberg and Social Network. Uh, yeah, this is a performance that is near and dear to your heart. 
I mean, yes, Ab absolutely. Um, this this is a performance that is so. I, it's from one of my favorite movies, and it is so built around a character who is trying so hard to prove that he's smarter than everybody else. Like he he is so concerned with that, but he's also like he's clearly confused about people's reactions to things. And I think that's a fascinating, the opening bar scene alone is such a fantastic, what? What? Nothing. I just know you love that bar scene. So I was just like, I knew, I knew if I would have made a, if I made a betting game, I would have been right. Go ahead. That's fair. That's fair. That opening bar scene is is really good. I think it's a, it's a great scene. I I just think that I, now I feel bad about talking about it. Um, I'll fucking hell, Jesus, just talk. Okay, um, that that doesn't help, Cody. Anyway, I think that the opening bar scene is a fantastic scene because ultimately you see him, you see what is important to him, which is he's talking about the finals clubs you talk, he's talking about all these other elements, while also he's not understanding that he's actually insulting Erica, and I think that disconnect is so fascinating. The way, and also like the best scene is the, you know, uh, you have part of my attention, you have the minimal amount. And the way he is using that to just destroy everybody is so fascinating. It's it's a great sequence. Uh, I have this at 80. Um, I think Eisenberg is giving a really great cold performance. Everything Bowen says is absolutely correct. I think Eisenberg does a great job of delivering Sorkin dialogue. Um, I think he embodies the disconnectedness of Mark Zuckerberg. Um, and he does it really well. He's very disaffected um, like in terms of like his face doesn't really show you a lot. And I think that's very hard to do um, where it's like, he's not showing you a lot with his face, but he's telling you everything with his eyes. Um, I think like um, the way he takes things personally and how he just like destroys people with no remorse over it is something that I, I think, I, I think Eisenberg, Eisenberg, Eisenberg embodies perfectly. Uh, yeah. I think this is a great performance. Fantastic choice. This is the anybody else have this? No, it's just us. This is the role that pigeonholed his rest of his career. I feel bad for him. He had one great moment in the sun and then died, um, basically, and had to play the same character in movie four. Um, I think Eisenberg kind of gets overlooked sometimes because everybody claims, and I kind of agree with them, is that Andrew Garfield is better. Um, Clearly, we'll talk about that later. Um, but overall, the social network, I think it's just a, I think it's Sorkin's dialogue for sure that helps this character get along as well as it does. Because other than that, I think it's not like um, that appealing. And especially like how, no, like this is no shot, but like how unrealistic he really is to real life. Zuckerberg, like this is just like, I fucking wish this was the Zuckerberg that we get. We do not get the Zuckerberg in real life, which is... It, it, I just hate when I see Zuckerberg in real life. I'm like, fucking hell, you're no... You're, can Jesse Eisenberg just talk for you? Um, I love those scenes. It's like, you have the minimal. I love when he hacks into the thing and they're like, a uh, little put a bit of gratitude. Like, you should be thanking me. Thanking you? Yeah. How easy it was to break into the thing? Like, I, I put... 
showed some massive security problems that you're facing. Um, it's great, like his little witty thing, and like <clears throat> the bar scene's good. I Bowman loves that bar scene more than I love the bar scene. I've seen it every time. I don't get the same effect, but just how he you don't have to work hard. You're going to whatever the school is. Be you. You're going to be you. And just doesn't get how fucking disrespectful it is. Um, I still love the line. Is this about the chicken? What's the, what's the I, I love, I love, the, uh, I love the line that right after he does the you should be thanking me. Is he's like, you clearly didn't look hard enough because you would, if you were looking, you'd see it written on my apartment window. <laughs> yeah. 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 So good performance. I like it. I understand it. A little high, but it's you two, so. Mine's at eight. His is a twenty-four. Okay. Yours at eighty. Mine's at eighty. Yeah. Oh, Bowman. Okay. You have this higher than Patchy. So let's let that sink that in for a second. Go ahead, Jack. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. This is a good performance. Uh, I, I I do really like it. However. There are two performances in this movie, kind of three, uh, I guess, but uh, that I do like better. Uh, I, I was I was talking about Garfield, Hammer, and Hammer. Get out I of know. here. Get out yeah. of here with that. Here's the thing. All right. He's no, great in this. No, no. He's great in this. I, I do love this performance. Uh, it just doesn't make my hundred. Um, yeah, no, he's great in this. It's it's easily Jesse Eisenberg's best performance. Um, just, I had Garfield, uh, and I was okay with having just Garfield, even though Eisenberg is great. Okay. Um, where are we at? Jack? Jack's oh. Yeah. Okay. Look. What are we doing, Jack? Some really weird shit. I don't know. Um, Do you have Benicio del Toro in this movie? Yes. Episodes ago. A few episodes ago, yeah. Tell me why Emily Blunt's better. Go ahead. (sighs) Benicio del Toro was in 77. Just fact check. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It... (sighs) You want to be like Ryan Reynolds and Barry, don't you? Pardon? You want to be like Ryan Reynolds and Barry, don't you? So badly. Okay. <laughs> the funny thing is you're pouring the dirt on yourself. I don't even have to do any of the work. Yeah. Well, okay. That's Bowman's favorite. In, in hindsight, in hindsight, <laughs> yeah. In hindsight, Benicio Del Toro. Would be hot. Uh, would be a lot higher than he is on the list. Not higher than Emily Blunt still, but it would be much closer because I don't know how, but he just fell down farther. Uh, but I do love Blunt in this in this film. Her, she is uh, she is the perfect uh, person to be seeing this film through because she feels just so. Uh, like she, she was thrown into this situation. Yeah, I know I did this to myself. Shut up. Uh, look, she, she is just kind of thrown into this situation, and uh, where she is in way over her head. And at every turn, you think, how could this 
possibly get worse for her. And uh, from the scene be uh, scenes between her and Daniel Kaluuya or her and Josh Brolin, uh, they're great, but her performance throughout the entire border sequence is incredible, uh, as well as the tunnel uh, towards the end. And like I said, with Benicio Del Toro, that final scene between the two of them is perfect. I I, I think it is the perfect uh, conclusion uh, to, to their stories, and I do... Uh, I, I, I can't get enough of this film, and Blunt's performance just draws me back in every time. Can't wait to see Emily Blunt in a quiet place and a quiet place too. Um, I mean, if you're picking heavy lifting scenes from like Blunt, I think those movies would have more of a place on this list than Sicario. I like Sicario alone, but the, the border scene is not her. The border scene is what happens in the border scene. Nothing about her makes it. I just, I'm weirded out, Zach. I don't know. Like, do you, how like what do you, would you give me an honest real like what's your five star like is what's Sicario out of five five star? It's a five star film, right? So I feel like your five star films you just have to find a performance in, and that's what's weird to me. Like that's where it's coming off. I'm not saying that is what's happening. That's what you're doing, but that's what it almost seems like. Like Sicario is one of those movies that I oh for example Stand by Me you had River Phoenix I put Stand by Me I would never put a performance from Stand by Me because I think all those poor performances work together in the film to make the movie go forward. Same thing with like Days and Confused everybody wants some I don't like these this is one of those performances if I'm putting somebody probably Benicio but I also don't put anybody on it because they're all crucial to the story but not one person goes oh, what like Blunt I I can't like. And I've seen it only once. I've seen it twice. I can't tell you exactly the scene that I can go to in my head that goes, Emily Blunt. That's what I'm confused with. And it's 24. And I think that you just, what I think happened, and I don't know, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think you put every actor that you liked in a performance on a bouncy ball and you rolled it down a fucking hill. And whatever landed farther, like up higher, was 100 and you counted down. Until you got to one. I don't know if there's any rhyme or reason to any of this list anymore. Because, like, you have things that make sense. But then you say favorite. So you're telling me that you personally like Emily Blunt and Sicario more than Patrick Stewart and Logan. And as a person that looks at your letterbox, I don't understand it. And it doesn't make any sense. It's so close between the two of them. Uh, but then you also tell me there's movies that you forgot. I'm so confused. I'm just going to be on the record right now. I do not. I do not take a gun and put it to anybody's head to be on the show or make a work. I'm just making this clear. Um, does anybody have anything to say about Emily Blunt in Sicario? Like, I'm just. I don't. Really I don't really know what this performance is. It's a nothing performance to me. So. As I said with Del Toro, I think that she's great, but this is a movie that runs on the direction and the writing, not necessarily the performances. She better be in, like, like she's better in other things, too. Like, geez, the Lou. Mary Poppins. Okay. <laughs> that. She, I hate listen. She is great as Mary Poppins. She is great. Okay. 
Um, twenty-three. Everybody. Mine's J.K. Simmons from Whiplash. Yikes. Yeah. Mine is John Hurt in The Elephant Man. Mine is Anthony Hopkins in The Silence of the Lambs. Yikes. I had him last, I had him last week. So yeah. That's a yikes. People, um, after my, people after my own heart. Go ahead. I love serial killers. Go ahead. Uh, and my 23. Yeah. What? 23. What's your 23? My 23 is Shirley MacLaine in The Apartment. Yikes. Love it. Okay, so we're talking about John Hurt and Elephant Man. Talk away, yep. Bar. I haven't seen it. So... Uh, so John Hurt and the Elephant Man, um, first of all, to be able to convey the emotions of this character and have you like relate to him with the massive amount of like makeup and prosthetics that he has on, fantastic. But there's such a sensitivity to him that's just so charming and delightful. Um, but then, like, in, in the moments of terror where, like, I think the character's name was, like, Sunny Jack or something like that uh, appears, uh, you just feel for this guy. And, like, you you are you are desperately hoping that he, is, like, is able to succeed in life. Um, and I think that is mostly due to John Hurt's performance. Uh, and at the end, man, that's just a heartbreaking scene. Um, but then you also see the scenes of like where he's like doing Romeo and Juliet, um, and it and the scene where he goes to the opera and the joy that he has, it, it's such a magnificently beautiful, sincere performance. That once again, if, through all that makeup, is just an incredible performance. It's my favorite performance by John Hurt as an actor. Another thing that, thank gosh, this is about the performance and not the movie. I didn't love the movie. Uh, but also, I don't like the director, if we're being honest. I think this is the same guy who directed... Uh... Yeah, yeah. It's one of the least Lynchian uh, movies, but it's still a Lynch movie. Yeah, and David Lynch, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see the racer head while... Yeah, this guy is just... <laughs> you want to put... You want to make a note of non-directors, Cody? This is one of them. The two performances in it, I think Hopkins and Hurt, um, great. Overall, great. Like, um, I understand. 23 is high for me. I would not. But again, I would never go back to this movie anytime soon. Uh, but yeah, I think he did. I think he gives a great performance overall um, in the movie. Um, yeah, 23 is a little too high for me on this role. Um, I think it's a lot to like, he like best makeup. He's got a lot of stuff going on, like he helped the character. But I think you're right. I think he has a great, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know the word I'm looking for. I, I have Sean Bean in this movie and Emily Blunt. I'm, my brain's fried. But yeah, not a bad performance. 23 is just too high. Can I just, like, real quick say, I think the reason it's this yeah. high on my list is because of what he's required to do as an actor. Sure. I mean, but I also don't know, like, the living situations for some of these actors, so I don't know what they're doing prior to, you know, what they have to go through before they sure. I heard, I heard Jaws, they put them underwater, you know, not every day. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that shark worked really hard. Uh, 
Uh, Danny DeVito had to be an actual penguin for like two weeks. (laughs) As the only one that's seen this movie, Boat. I would have said. Yeah, Hurt Hurt is great in this. He has to transform himself, and he's he's fantastic. This is a really good pick. He's not my winner this year for uh, the Oscars, and I don't. Bart, can I ask to your winner this year? I'm trying to remember who was even nominated this year. Do you remember who won this year? Uh, this was, what, 1980? hmm So that would be De Niro. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had De Niro lower on the list, but it's... Okay, then he's not it's, your winner. It's still close. Uh, and that's insane. Listen, this is debate. He- this is debate. If... It just, just this is just like fan zone. When somebody asks you a question across the line, you can tell them to fuck off. You don't give them a loaded gun to shoot you in that face. Um, and by the way, uh, the video stores here. We have an important question: Does he become an elephant? No, no, no. Then what okay. the fuck? Why? Who cares? He I is not an that. animal. Well, fuck. I'm just. I, there's. No, I'm just watching it anymore. <laughs> All right, um, everybody on their 22s. I have Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction. I have Gregory Peck in To Kill a Mockingbird. I had him. Wait, wait, wait. Does Samuel L. Jackson stop here? I had him earlier. I guess so. I believe yeah. so, because I had him earlier. Everyone, everyone had, had him, him earlier. Or no, Bar had him. Okay. Never yeah, mind. I had we him. all had him. He was just don't try, to, don't try to kill me here. Well, no, you didn't say if you okay. had him or not. So I just Gregory Prackin to kill him. Uh, uh, My 22 is Philip Seymour Hoffman in doubt. Noise. All right. And my 22. It's been nice knowing your world. It's Sidney Flanagan and never rarely, sometimes always. Hey, Todd. What the fuck? I knew it was coming. <laughs> Go ahead, Cole. Yo, so Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction is awesome. Uh, This is one of the most iconic performances uh, ever, and for a reason. Because Samuel L. Jackson is just charismatic and just tough as nails in this movie, and it's awesome. Um, When he is talking to Tim Roth at the end of the movie, and you just feel the who's in control. You always feel like he's in control. But like to see Tim Roth lose control of the situation and shift... As he just talks, as Samuel Jackson just talks at him, and it's like, I don't want to shoot you, but I will. Uh, is kind of great, and obviously his relationship with John Travolta, I think, is brilliant. I love the chemistry between the two. Uh, he's just like, would you give a guy a foot massage? Fuck you. Um, I think that they're great. Obviously, he's got all the best quotable moments uh, with the, you know, and you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon me. Uh, this is a great. So, yeah, I think he's great. I don't think I have to explain too much why he's 22 of all time. Yeah, I had this at 26. Uh, Yeah, his performance in this is just astounding. His intensity is great. Like, those moments are here. But I think that his best moments are, like, when he's talking with Vincent about what just happened, right? Or like when he's in the diner with Vincent and he's talking about like wanting to go on because he genuinely feels like 
he's not supposed to do this anymore. And I think that's so fascinating. And just, I love this character. Like if we're talking just pure characters, Jules is like top 20, if not top 10 for me. Jack, you obviously had him higher than me. No, I didn't. We had him back to back weeks and you had him higher. I had him higher. That's insane. Uh, I'm pretty sure. What did you have him at? 87. Um, Jack, you yeah. had him at 73. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I just want to say for the record, Joseph is correct. I, I, okay, wow. Well, Barr and I will be fighting a war on the next pick. I don't think we will be. Jack, go. What? Okay, yeah. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson was my 73. Uh, he's incredible in this film. Uh, every line of dialogue is so quotable and you could argue it's because the writing but it's jack it's it's uh, it's his delivery uh of each line uh the monologue to tim roth in in the uh in the diner is phenomenal i love that scene so much uh there but every scene between him and uh john travolta whether it's uh at the very beginning with the royale with cheese uh back and forth or or if it's at um I can't think of his name. Uh, Quentin Tarantino's house. Uh, but uh, Jimmy. Jimmy, right? Yeah. Or if it's at Jimmy's house, like they, they've got so many great moments together. But Samuel L. Jackson absolutely steals the show uh, in every scene, and yeah, he he is a huge reason why this movie is as great as it is. What's Fonzie like? What's Fonzie like? Correctamundo. I don't think anyone could have delivered a, <laughs> that line as well as Samuel L. Jackson could have. Um, anyone try to say Correctamundo in a movie, usually it sounds like real bad. Um, but he's got such a swagger to him uh, that he's able to pull these lines off, which in like lesser hands could have been real silly. Um, and I think it takes a great performance in order to make that work. So, I mean, Samuel Jackson um, <laughs> is the reason why most of these people that don't rank this movie so high for Tarantino because he's so good and they kind of check out when Butch's story comes into play. <laughs> like, I think he's hitting on all cylinders and then Butch shows up and they're all like, God, I just want more Samuel Jackson. I don't really care about Butch. Um, I love this movie. I love everything about this movie. Um, I think I think it's Tarantino's best, in my opinion. My favorite Tarantino. His best is probably Glorious, but my favorite is obviously Pulp Fiction. Um, Samuel Jackson is definitely the, the one of the main reasons why. Um, like, what ain't a, any country I've ever heard of? That entire speech. Um, honestly, I would I would like a dinner with Andre kind of movie with him and Travolta just driving around um, and talking because I think like I don't really care what they do and what they do is like I, I love at the end when he's like what's the money listen fucker <laughs> like it ain't happening like points the gun I'm like listen like stand up um. I'm gonna make me hate this movie a little bit more of what they did. I hate the fucking scene so bad. Like it made me like think question myself if I like Pulp Fiction. 
Um, great choice. Uh, 22. If I've ever had a 22, it's probably correct. The highest number. I'm spending. Am I okay? I'm breaking up. You're breaking up pretty bad, but yeah, I was the one who had 22. Just want to make sure you heard that before you disappear. Hey, I'm going to leave and come back. Everybody else is taking away for your next one. All right, let's talk. Let's talk about the great Gregory Peck. You're muted, yeah, bitch. Motherfucker. Uh, yeah, Gregory Peck in To Kill a Mockingbird is just an absolutely incredible performance. Um, just the the balancing act of having to, you know, be this caring loving father trying to teach his children about the situation going on uh versus him having to like the, the scene at the prison where the mob comes and he and he's just like fending them off in a sense um it, it's such a dichotomy performance and he's able to not only like do two sides but he's able to blend it together and that courtroom monologue oh my god it's one of the greatest delivered monologues in the history of film um that closing that that, that closing argument is it's just inc an incredible performance because you can feel the pain the frustration and the anger because he knows that he's about to lose but there's still that ounce of hope that he can get through to these people uh, and win this case and save this man. Um, yeah, it, it, it's heartbreaking. It's heartwarming. Uh, it's powerful. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, I have this at 58. Um, I really need to thank Scott Harvey every time I bring this movie up again because uh, I watched it once in high school, thought it was fine. Uh, and then Scott brought it up on like his top 100 and like sold it really well. So I went rewatch it and I like was floored by revisiting it. I love this movie. I think Gregory Peck is incredible. Um, you're right. That closing argument monologue is brilliant. Just the pain in his voice when he says, God, do your duty is so good. Um, and but then like just like the moments where he like interacts with Scout and his kids and the way he's like, he's comforting. And like a light to them, and a, like a great just presence to them, while still being um, like stern enough. It's like I'm your dad. Like you're gonna listen to me when I say something. But they do it not because they're scared, but they're like just genuinely the respect they have for their dad is like inspiring. Um, he's one of the greatest movie dads just ever. Just one of the most incredible performances. I think he's phenomenal. Um, great choice having him beside. I have him at fifty eight. Uh, I'll be quick. Um, he's my 39th on my acting chart right now of best actor performances. I don't think he, the worst disservice for this is to, uh, watch this in school. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Don't, um, I'm kind of curious what Joseph's talking about. I think I know what he's talking about. I looked it up, but I'm not a hundred percent. I'll There's let Bowman two on it. There's two. Um, but Yeah. I mean, I can't really argue too much. I think it's a good performance. I just think it's a little too high, in my opinion. Um, but well, has Jack seen this? Uh, no, but I've seen Jeff Daniels as Atticus Finch, and he's great. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I think Joseph is a hundred percent correct. Peck is really good, 
I think he's the third best in his class that year. I I tell you the truth, Bert. No, Cole, you haven't seen the other two better performances. Have sure. You, yeah, you, 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 you can't. Cole? Sure. Sure. What? I didn't say shit. I just sat there and went, that you sounds gave nuts to me. American, you did your I said, man. that's nuts oh. to me. Oh. So we're, talking, we're saying Peter O'Toole or Jack Lemmon in Days of Wives and Roses. I, 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 no, actually saying, I, actually him, I actually take him over Peter O'Toole. I take Burt Lancaster over uh, Peck. Okay. And I take Lemon over both. I was not giving you a, oh, man, you're an idiot, Smirk. I was going, that, that's anyway, a Anyway, Peck is really good here, but Burt Lancaster gives a great performance, and Jack Lemmon was on my list. Okay. Um, both. Yeah, my 22 was Philip Seymour Hoffman in doubt. Cody, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit because you said like that Meryl Streep's performance is the reason we have doubt in this movie, and I do agree that that's one of the reasons, but I feel like the main reason we have doubt is hinged upon this performance because there is so much going on here where you have to think there's something up, but you also have to have just enough doubt where there isn't. And I think it's such like a, a water-treading performance in this. He is he is so phenomenal in this. Because like when you see him accused, and you can look at it from both directions, right? Because you can either look at it from, oh, he's lashing out right now because he's been falsely accused or no, he's lashing out right now because he's just been caught and it works from both angles. And that's such a hard job to do. And even the moments where he's not doing anything in particularly, you know, you know, uh, condemning either way. And it still seems like when he's in just, talking to the like the basketball team there's something just a little bit off but you're not sure and there's also i love the when he's preaching his sermons because i think that's the other thing is he's a genuinely eloquent speaker uh and i think that's one thing that kind of almost appears to him is the scene in which he he tells the story about gossip and it's clearly just a thinly veiled attack on Meryl Street, and it's just getting at her but it's also just a really good story and he tells it so interestingly um so I would have to disagree and I guess the compromise I would say is both are crucial to the story of creating the doubt in the room because she's coming out a direction that just automatically jumps him and he's new in the situation and trying to be calm about it and you don't know which way to take it. Does he incriminate the boy more or put more like harm in his way or did he really do it? And she's coming at it like she's an old old bag that knows exactly what's up and deal with it. Honestly, I think this is like Streep's best, one of Streep's best performances that I've ever seen her in. I think she's absolutely just, but like I would put Streep a little higher than Hoffman. But again, I don't think you have this movie without the two. So, like, I don't think you could cast either. Uh, recast this is my and do personal it. favorite performance from both of those actors, in my opinion. Have you ever seen Along Came Polly? No. Okay, 
just kidding. Um, that belly, though. That belly will talk. Okay, it's, um, a, it's an actor with the last name Hoffman. He's but Florence. No, but I, I would, I would definitely, I would definitely agree with you. Um, everybody else on this performance. Legitimately, um, this was on every draft of the list I sent in until the very last one. Um, I like this performance a lot. I like this performance more than Streep also, um, for the same reasons that Boatman said. I really do think Hoffman does a really great job at not giving you a real inclination either way, like giving you enough for you to come up with your own infer, like, you know, your own conclusion either way, but not enough to give you an answer. And I think that's a really fine line. He walks, he does it well. Um, so yeah, what I said earlier about doubt plus with Hoffman specifically, he's an actor that I kind of wanted to nail whittle down to just one singular performance and which will come later. Garbage. Um, okay. yeah, I haven't seen it, but I very well might watch it tonight. Take a shower afterwards. All right. It's a hard one to go to bed on. Honestly, like, just watch. Make sure you watch, have like a light movie lined up afterwards. No, the greatest the thing. Back. And then the they're greatest back. thing. Oh, they're back. Oh, the back. Fuck. The greatest double uh, feature you can do is doubt, then defending, and defending your, your life. life. Boatman was the one who suggested me to do that. I did it. It was a perfect way to watch them. Just saying. Get the fuck out of here. That's not the Why can't I like, I bet. Can't even like oh, that? Oh, my movie. gosh. Can we He's stop right this nope, They're still here. Shit? They're still you here. Kingsmen. You Kingsmen are. There's so much Kool Aid and Nike shoes that you all wear <laughs> that you all have to like create to become the same human. Good you God. like that? He's right. He's right. I don't say that defending your life's not, but don't say that doubt and defending your life is the perfect combo to say like Catholic boy possibly get molested. Watch the taste of doubt out of your mouth. Yes, it, no, it is not. a great choice. I bet there's other comedies that I could watch that are be better. Yes, you could watch sure. like that too. I'm just saying, you want a movie that'll wash the taste of the doubt out of, out of your mouth. First doubt, that second Talladega Nights. No, Honestly, what a fucking if, let's go. If you join if you join the Kingsmen, you literally have to like get Albert Brooks tattooed on your left ass cheek if you want to like stay in the group. And you have to like walk around like a drunk pirate at some point and be like, Where's all the rum gone? That's how you join the Kingsmen. That's that's true. The Albert Brooks thing Cody, is not won't you have someone who hates Cody. That's just they how I walk. You Wait, who I'm not outing anyone on, on live call. There's someone who hates Albert Brooks and the Kingsman? Here, here let me do this real quick. Here's, here's the question. Here's the question. I, I will do this for everybody. Um, if you want to join the Kingsman, uh, you won't win any championships, but they'll be there on call when you don't win and to comfort you afterwards. Um, all right. What's the uh, – <laughs> uh, Jack, go ahead. Whatever yours is. I don't remember. My in 22 is Sydney Flanagan in Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always. I wish I did forget about it. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Here's the thing. This is, of all the, um, look, this movie is tough to watch. And Flanagan gives just a raw emotional performance throughout this film. Uh, the, as She's someone who... Uh, this is, uh, this is, she, she's, this is a movie that deals with teen pregnancy and abortion and, uh, and Flanagan, uh, once finding out that she's pregnant instead of, um, 
she the the journey that she goes on in this film with Talia Ryder is harrowing. Like I I, I love this film so much, and Talia Ryder uh, uh, Talia Ryder's great, but Sydney Flanagan steals every scene for me. Just the perfect reserved performance that until uh, until that the title scene the the scene uh where they're going through the different questions and answer never rarely sometimes or always that scene breaks me every time i get it if you don't love the movie but as a whole but her performance is phenomenal uh i think that she's that scene breaks me every time but uh throughout the entire film she's just perfect Not only do I fucking hate this title of the film, because trying to like type it in and describe it to somebody, I mixed up every fucking word in this like six times. This, this perform the this movie, I hated. Um, I was bored to tears. Um, it is so. I don't remember. I rewind. I didn't want to rewind it because I didn't want to be stuck in this hell anymore. But I wanted to rewind because I don't think they talk for like the first like thirty minutes of this movie. I don't think there's dialogue, and if there is, they don't say it very loud. <laughs> okay, well that's good. Just because Albert. he wants to be the best one with the name. That's fair. That is actually the true. One. Albert does Shut not up. like Albert. Brooks. Anyway, sorry. God. I'm talking, and who gives a fuck about generic Albert Brooks? Let's let's be real here. Mediocre director, mediocre actor. Let's just be real with ourselves. Like, look, stop. The only reason we know about him is because of Oprah. Let's be fair. He wouldn't crack most people's list. Okay, anyways. This movie... Tell me I'm wrong. Um, this yes! movie, uh, boat, boat. The best, best performance he ever did. The best performance he ever gave is a voiceover as a fish. Get over yourself. Um, I agree. Uh, yeah, it's the best performance he's given. Second broadcast news. The rest, man. He's like an off-brand Jim Carrey in comedies. Like, let's be real. I just, I'm not. I'm gonna go. Uh, anyways, okay. Uh, anyways, oh. he, he they had to. They had to create this conversation in the middle of a movie that I actually found like miserable. Um, I just don't get this. I looked at people's review afterwards. They talked about the scene. I guess I was emotionally disconnected at that point of the film. Like I didn't care too much. I know that's sad to say, like it's a little rough movie, but I just don't understand it. And every review had the same thing. Movie man, but give this performance something. I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't get it. I don't see it. I'm bored to tears in this movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Why the fuck is it 22? You just like pissed on Lee J. Cobb's grave. I'm just letting you know. You have Lee yeah, J. Cobb yeah. in the 40s. Yeah. You have been dare to win. This higher and and the fucking weird thing, you make no sense. Like I'm so pissed off at this point because when I have to sit here and watch movies, one if I if I could put you on a ban list for YLS, I fucking would because you pissed me off more in this list because your list makes no fucking sense. I've had to do heavy lifting to watch people's movies, and you Lord of the Rings here, Sicario here, blah 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 here, and then this movie comes up. Where the fuck does this even equal to anything? 
This doesn't make any sense why you like this. Doesn't there's no ring, there's no fire, no one says my precious, there's no metal claws, there's no fucking like Devi Villeneuve doesn't piss on the screen. Why is this the movie that you randomly choose at 22? Emotional damn it! Like I don't understand anymore. Like you just pick the random fucking movies and be like, this one. You pick the portrait of a lady on fire with the one that raises her eyebrows on the scene or the one that doesn't. I don't know why you rank things higher, but you you have the audacity to say, oh, that person's this low, but Sean Bean that says one does not simply go into Mordor is fucking high. Why? I'm sorry. I don't mean to be. I'm fucking reading. I do mean. Stop it. <laughs> Next time you show up on this call of YLS after this top 100, you better have done some research and you better watch some films. Or I hope the Edmonton Orioles never win a fucking game again. <laughs> oh, Jesus. We're up 3-1 against Calgary. so uh, And I hope they come back 3-1. I hope they come back and win. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Yeah. So has anyone seen this besides me? Nope. Okay. So I don't remember much about this movie except for the scene. Um, I remember thinking this was fine. I was never really taken with Sidney Flanagan. I thought Talia Ryder was pretty good, but like even then, that's me just looking for something to like in it. Um, I really just like the one scene. That's all I really like from that movie and all I really remember from that movie two years removed from it now. So yeah, I would never have put this on this list. Fucking rich off. I don't know who's next, but somebody fucking talk. Who's twenty? My twenty-one is Mads Mikkelsen oh. in the Hunt. My number twenty-one is Jack Lemon in the Days of Wine and Roses. Uh, my twenty-one is Diane Keaton in Annie Hall. And my 21 is Ray Fiennes in Schindler's List. Okay, so um, the hunt. <laughs> God, okay. So the <laughs> Kirk is running the chat right now. Uh, I, uh, I, I think the hunt is a movie that like is phenomenal. But that movie lives and dies on Mads Mikkelsen. And I think he is incredible. Mads Mikkelsen is an actor I like a lot. Um and like only like recently is it like another round really started getting into his um, non-English work and non-blockbuster work. Uh, so in other words, like the really good stuff. Uh, and in the hunt, he plays this man who is so loving to these kids um, and is like a great teacher and then gets accused by a kid of having done sexual misconduct and the way the entire community looks at him after that and the way he has to reel with the fact that people that he called best friend oh frozen he looks like a cartoon character right now he's like best like his am i back hello okay back. there you there you, there you. where did i cut out his best his friend best friend Oh, like his best friend in the world, like wants to kill him. Like, there's just so many incredible things that Mads Mikkelsen plays off of, 
and has to convey down to like the final scene when they're out in the woods a year later and it's all over and he's like and all and everything has gone through and he's taken all the abuse and he's out in the woods uh as part of like a graduation thing and someone shoots at him while they're out in the woods hunting and his reaction to all that is incredible i think that's mickelson is giving an all-time great performance for me i think he's genuinely incredible in this movie and if you have not seen the hunt please watch it it's great just watch this movie um i will log them after letterbox um i'm not great with foreign films um what language is this in uh it's a um I had Danish. it. I lost. It. I think it's Isn't Danish. It Danish. Yeah, it's Danish. It's a Danish film. Yeah, that language is something. I'll tell you that much because it, <laughs> like, of, of the foreign languages, that's a that's a tough one to like give. Um, this movie's very interesting. Um, I don't know how I feel about it fully at this point. It takes a while to sit with you. Yeah, but what I can grow. Did you watch this on two times speed? Fuck off! No. I'm just asking a question. I don't know. I was just no. I didn't. Was like, obviously, I if didn't. you well, not, not obviously because drive my car. Um, yeah, I do, do love Daniel. See a performance from drive my car on this list, though. No, that's correct. Um, but in two years, you'll say I finally understood what the director was going for. Um, anyway, um, uh. <laughs> Uh, um, right, Battle of the Witch coming in unarmed. Anyways, Madness I think is great in this movie. Um, I think it made me stick with him. Um, I think he gives an insane performance. Honestly, an insane like um, honestly like an insane like story. Like I think this is like crazy because like just to think about like put yourself in that situation. There's a super, supermarket scene. That's like yeah. really hard to watch in this movie. <laughs> like, it's like, I mean, it's a satisfying head, one of like top tier satisfying headbutts ever delivered. In a movie. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, kind of hard to watch, but overall, um, <laughs> I forgot to call him Dad's Mickelson. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, good. Anybody else seen The Hunt? Oh, they're back. They're back. Ooh, every hour we go, nudies come God up. Damn it! How do they do this? My money don't jiggle, jiggle. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anybody what? Else? <laughs> Haven't seen it, but I really want to. You should. If you like another round as much as you do, like watch that. Will do. My money don't. <laughs> um, I've been seeing that at work all day. Okay, Bowman, I'm not even going to ask you anymore. You're not fucking paying attention. You're on your fucking phone. You don't care about this show. I've asked you if you watch something. You don't care. Bar. I said no. I answered the flipping question already, you bitch. You're just I love that he's he's so months. angry, but he can't. He doesn't want to curse, so he's finding the most like seventh grade like censors a bitch. You cutie head. You frick you, you bitch. Just Jack Lemon, <laughs> Days of Wine and Roses. Yes, Go. so Jack Lemon, Days of Wine and Roses. Um, this is the person I think should have beaten Gregory Peck for To Kill a Mockingbird, um, even though it's 
real close. Um, I, I, I think that like when you first meet him, he just seems so average. And then he seems, then he like, then you get to know him a little bit more and you're like, okay, he's a functioning alcoholic. Then you get to the greenhouse scene where, wow, if you want to see an incredible performance of someone just breaking down in desperation, that's the scene I show you. That's the scene I show to, like, acting classes. Um, and then, like, the, the scene where he's in the asylum... Uh, and then it, and then you start to like really find the humanity in him, um, like the AA meetings and him trying to bring, um, I'm going to put her name, Lee Remenick, um, her character back and just the heartbreak of the journey that he has to go through with that. And then that ending is just my God, his performance just hits you in the heart. Um, it, it's it's my favorite Jack Lemon performance, uh, and it's an incredible piece. And I know Bowman also had this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know exactly what number I had this at at the top of my head, uh, but I had this lower. And yeah, this this is Lemon at his most terrifying. He is so good here. Uh, like the the scenes where he has to just be unhinged are great, but also just like the transformation of his character, or just kind of the subtle like seduction of Remick into this lifestyle is like so scary. What? Forty two. Oh, I had to thank you. Uh, yeah, I this at forty two. But yeah, no, Lemon's just honestly like. This isn't necessarily my favorite Lemon performance, but I think that this is the performance where Lemon is the furthest from Lemon he's ever been. I think that's the truth of it, in that this is his most unrecognizable performance, and it's so good. And yeah, I do take him over Gregory Peck that year. He would be my winner. I... With seeing both movies once, I still would put China Syndrome higher than this performance, in my opinion. But I think they're close. Um, overall, I was very blown away by this movie. I thought this movie was... Um, it's It's got very Lemon-esque stuff, but like it's completely kind of different than what he normally plays. Um, there's some heartbreaking scenes in this movie. Like overall, like when he has the like the breakdown, like talk with his wife, like listen, you can do, like I can help. And it's just like this emotional dream again. As somebody that had stuff like that in the past, um, yeah, I think it's a great performance. Twenty one definitely deserves it. I'd probably watch more if I watch it again. I'll probably go up, but this movie is kind of hard for me to watch again. Um, uh, you, the other two have not seen this performance, correct? Nope. Nope. We get to move on. Bo, Bar, what? Uh, Bo, what's your twenty? No, this would be me, and my twenty-one was Diane Keaton, Annie Hall. Uh, this is a the performance for me that makes the movie. I get not everyone loves this movie. I think Diane Keaton 
just in, this movie lives and dies on her performance because she kind of represents, you know how Marriage Story is kind of about the dichotomy between New York and L.A.? Well, Annie Hall is kind of like, what if you put that into one person? Where she's kind of New York and she's kind of L.A. And she kind of represents both aspects of the cities within one person. And you kind of see her transformation from a New York person to an L.A. person. And it's really fascinating and interesting to watch. She is so good here. She gets a lot of really funny moments. I love this. I love the scene where she calls uh, Alvy over to kill a spider. I think that's such a great moment. I I think she's so good here. Yeah, this is a movie I didn't think I'd like overall because I don't like a certain somebody in it. Um, but overall, great performance from her. I think she's great. What I have at twenty one. Baseball, sorry. Uh, what I uh, what I think of when I put her that high, absolutely not. No, not for me. But I understand. Um, Bowman definitely appeals to this movie a little bit more than me. I just didn't hate it. Um, I don't know if she'd make my top 100. I'd probably put her in the bottom half if she did. Um, but she's a definitely great, great actress, and she does a great job in this movie. Um, and kind of just the writing works really well in this movie. I think that's what helps it. So, mm-hmm. and she does get some really funny bits. So, overall, not bad. Anybody else? Uh, everybody seen this movie or no or what? I'll talk to you again in like February. I uh, have seen this movie. I, I tried watching it. it and I just I couldn't finish it. I will eventually. You got to watch them James Bonds fast. <laughs> Much I don't of know a what that was, but ow, okay. Um, James Bond. On I have seen. I have seen this movie, and Boatman. I I, I know. I I get it. Uh, I I get why you like it. I just did not find a single thing about it that I liked, other than Diane Keaton. When Jack Diane Keaton was the only part of this movie that made me want to try to get to the end of it. The other, the rest of the movie, I couldn't get behind. I don't understand the love behind the rest of the movie. I understand the love behind Keaton. You don't like walking? I forgot he was in it. I'm not going to lie. He is is such a... He's he's, he's Annie's brother. He's in like what? Two scenes? He's in like, Like, yeah, he's in one scene, but it's an awesome scene. He talks about driving into traffic. Yeah, I, I will. I will say he like now that you've brought him up. Yeah, he's fine. He he's nothing in the movie. Oh, sometimes like, the thing about driving in the traffic. He shows up. He, he shows okay. up and does nothing. I don't know. I I just don't like this movie. But Keaton is fine. Wouldn't make my hundred. Okay, Ray cool. finds. Okay. Okay. Ray finds in Schindler's List. Uh. He topped my uh, my villains uh, list uh, back when that uh, that episode happened, but he's his performances is incredible because you he is he is an absolutely terrible, remorseless human being, but at the same time is one of the most pathetic human beings I've seen on screen. Uh, he's the 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 scene that really uh that there's there's a lot of scenes i could point to but the two 
that I come back to every time I think about his performance in this film is uh, when the party, uh, when Schindler's party is going on upstairs and he's down in the, uh, in the, like the cellar or whatever, in the basement with uh, Helen and um, that scene where he's basically monologuing to himself while uh, circling her, that scene it is terrifying and it puts me on edge every time. But I think under, like, I, I don't hear uh, as many people talk about this scene, maybe I just haven't been talking to the right people, but the I pardon you scene, like, chills, like, chills every time. Like, when he walks up to the kid uh, and he uh, says, I pardon you, uh, he and he keeps saying it in the mirror, trying to convince himself, uh, saying, I pardon you, and he can't do it, and then you know how that ha what happens after that. Uh, that whole sequence is incredible, but his, he... He his performance is so great in this film that when he um like so so transformative in this film for him that when he, uh when that there were actual like members of Schindler Uten on set they terrified of him like they 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 couldn't be around him he was they remind he reminded them too much of the real Amon Goth and I think that's an example of an incredible transformative performance is when you basically embody the real human being and it's terrifying so i'll make it fast um i i've held myself to a when i first first originally um when i first uh, originally watched this movie it was a movie i'm never going to watch again i titled that when i first watched it and i haven't watched it since I know exactly the scene you're talking about i understand all of that i think he's an absolutely incredible performance i have no problem with it being there it's just hard watching it for a while less. Um, if another performance comes up from this, it will be watched by the time that another performance comes up. If not, I will watch it after the top 100 while less. Um, I'll make that point. I uh, can't watch it with um, Mike, though, because Mike makes jokes when we watch movies. I don't think I can watch a movie about the Holocaust and let him make jokes. So I'll probably stay away from that. Um, and it looks like we got Mo Mike in the cookie jar over here. Somebody's hand got caught. Um, Nazario's not awake at this point. Mike, nice try. Um, everybody quick on this. He's good. Uh, fantastic. Uh, I. It's just so dark. I have a hard time connecting to the performance. The scene where he has to be drunk is terrifying. Mm -hmm. All right. That's the show. I talked a little bit longer at the start of it. We ran a little bit long, but we are going to get long episodes at the end. It's just these are the top performances. We all kind of expected that going into it. Um, the winner this week, um, Bowman. Bowman wins. Um, uh, it was close, but two things from Dowd. He also, he also gets credit for things, you know, like Tango Unchained, Whiplash. Goodfellas. Guys. Oh. Number two is um I this I made a mental note and I forgot um oh coho coho two um clue clue I disagree with and Negro Norton I kind of disagree with but overall the performances are pretty high Samuel Jackson being the highest give me the hunt for the very first time. Maybe I should have took that into account because you had Samuel Jackson. I think Samuel Jackson was higher than that. But uh, De Niro, 
at the highest too. A lot of weight. So flip, 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 yeah, flip them. Just flip them. It's okay. Bar. Um, Yankees usual dandy kind of hurt it. Um, I don't think there's really a Sydney Poitier and probably the wrong movie done. Like John Hurt's fine, but I don't have love for it. To kill a mockingbird. Yeah, I love that Joseph just realized. And last but not least, um, last is um, actually not Jack. Um, my TV, my kids, um, the mailman, uh, <laughs> the entire town that I live in, uh, my past three bosses, uh, a guy named Jerry that cut me off in the third grade and a guy named Ryan that cheated at Monopoly when I was in third grade. And I still don't forget that, Ryan. You cheating bastard. Uh, and then Jack. Um, yeah, I've held a grudge since I was in third grade and you broke that. You just make no flipping sense, sir. I don't know if you even like movies anymore. Actually, start watching movies with Coho on two times speed and then you make maybe make more sense to me. Um, next week. We're back again to doing this all over again. We're getting close. Oh, I don't know if we're doing a recap special. I'm guessing we are because that's how we do these shows. So, like, there will be a recap. I guess Coho figured that into the it's schedule. Your, I'm not I mean, it's, it's your call, but yeah, we can do it. I, I mean, think we need a recap in. special. Yeah, it's yeah, it'd be a five-hour show if we didn't do one. So, yeah, we need that. Um, and then those episodes coming back up. Um, can you pull them up for me? Because I'm yeah. half asleep at this point. This is the longest episode we had in a long time. Top sports moments. Not, not. This is not movies. This is actual sports. You know, sweat um, happens. Um, next is ultimate movie character bracket. I'm taking 64 characters. I'm putting them on a bracket. You get to argue, debate on live, and then we'll move them along. Uh, five people for that panel. So looking for five to break ties. I'm just as the, the host. Kurosawa, we have three of the four. If you're interested, go message Kirk. And then our first draft will be uh, coming best directors represented by one film. So if you're a big, like, uh, Tim Story fan and you take um, Tom and Jerry, that means no one else can have Tim Story. No one else, and they have to be. And with draft shows, I'm giving draft grades. It's just like in fantasy. I'll give draft grades and how it all works and how I think they're going to do overall against the, the other opponents in the league. I'm going home. I'm home, but I'm going to bed. Y'all have a great night. See you next week. Thanks for showing up. I know I'm with you, Fredo. You broke my heart. Your guilt has been determined. This is merely a sentencing hearing. Now, what will it be? Death or exile? You better lawyer up, asshole. Because I'm not coming back for 30%. I'm coming back for everything. So. Normally, I would say Avidazin. But since what Avidazin actually means is till I see you again. And since I never wish to see you again, to you, sir, I say good. <laughs>